This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped just launched new products to keep you smelling amazing this holiday season, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or your loved ones the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and jingle balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code LASERTIME for 20% off plus free shipping. And welcome to episode 446 of Vigi Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Connor Ritter Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining us now? Chris, Red Alert, Antista. Um, and I don't even know if anybody will get that. <laughs> I am Matthew Allen, and I'm a bad guy. Oh, Nice. And special guest. Doug, I need more power. Try him. Hey. Nice. Wow. Nice. As good. Since this is, in fact, your first ever appearance on our show, where might people know you from or where can they find you online? I have an indie game studio called Basileus Games. We just released our first visual novel called Romance of Raskia, spelled R-A-S-K-Y-A. Back in March, so if you're interested in visual novels, feel free to check it out. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Blue Rogue. Well, it's going to be a fun week here at the Apocalypse because uh, I never say that. What am I doing here in the? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should I mean, start saying yeah, that. Awesome. I like that. It's, here it's in been, the Apocalypse, it's been, it's been 20 months. I think we can start calling. It's a very, very slow apocalypse, but it has yielded some amazing games. For example, this week. We're getting a uh, Far Cry 6 DLC, Voss Insanity. And Chris, you and I both started Ooh. playing this. And, uh, you know, I'm the Ubisoft shill. I have to say that up front. But you also really enjoyed it. I mean, they took one of my favorite gra- uh, franchises, Far Cry, and added one of my favorite subgenres and added like this roguelite approach to it and it's awesome and i'm not saying i prefer it to the (laughs) full game it's just like it's this amazing new mode with a character i never thought i'd see again and it's Mm -hmm. it's stunning i love it get to play as voss and that gave me the idea why don't we dedicate this week's top five to sequels and dlc where they they hand it off to the villain of the last game, and you get to play as the villain now. It's all about their perspective. Sometimes it's a prequel, sometimes it's a sequel, and sometimes it's a complete grinding down of everyone's soul. But I don't want to play as a villain. Too bad, you have to. But I could have sworn I murdered that guy in the previous game. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, I think typically they do this because, you know, like most villains, most good villains at least, uh, have their side of the story and they're, they're yeah. usually doing things, their motivation, they're, they're driven by some reason for their madness, you know? And, and so typically when you get to play as them, it's like, Oh, now I sort of see his side of it, but hopefully they at least mm-hmm. show you like, oh, this is kind of where he went wrong though. You know? Yeah. Yeah, from yeah. what I've seen just from the trailers, it seems, you know, I really was kind of blindsided by the idea when it was first announced. And really, if you, if, in my opinion, Voss is kind of what put, 
you know, the Far Cry series on the map. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people's kind of first entry into the series was the third game and just, he was just, you mm-hmm. know, so iconic and goofy and kind of seeing that kind of, you know, switcheroo there with him specifically, I think it was a very nice play by Ubisoft. Yeah. And it's nuts. And it's also Nacho for Breaking Bad. And, uh, it's he's, true. He's, yeah, he's, I, he's, he's not, a great guy to watch. Um, yeah, he's like maybe not the most available person, but coming back to do the voice after all these years, very strange. That is cool. And yeah, you're also like, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but you're, there's a little bit of prequel stuff, but you're just sort of like playing in his mind slash purgatory. It's awesome. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the deal is exactly, but it's it's wonderful. It's not asking me to sympathize with him, but he kind of he clearly knows he's in a game. Ah, fuck! I died. Yeah. <laughs> or like every time you find a diary entry, it's like, oh, a text wall. How fun. Idea. Words, 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 and like, wow, he's exactly me playing a Far Cry game. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah, how and and there down? was something that this reminded me of, and like having having seen it in the original Far Cry Three, did Far Cry Three invent that move where like the hero tries to stab the villain and they get their their wrist grabbed and then they like drop the knife or lightsaber or whatever into their other hand and oh. stab them. Because like oh, I, I that, played it, the Game of Thrones thing, yeah, the Game of that? Thrones thing, the Last Jedi, Jedi. thing. I, I think I, this might I, be I, the first time that it was in like, the, or that I saw it in something. Yeah, this was that's a great observation. I think you're right. Because I, I didn't play Far Cry th- Three until after all that stuff, so it's it was the last time I encountered that move. But I didn't think. But what is it like? Oh eight. Well, Michael, you don't know. It was 2012. There's, 2012. there's that new Mace Windu series coming. We, that could just be a long buildup where he could catch that arm with a lightsaber. Yeah, and he had a long way to we fall in the episode three, so we never saw him hit the ground. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah, it's kind of my rule of thumb oh! is if you, if you don't see the enemy that fell off the building hit the ground, chances yeah, yeah. are they're still alive. Yeah, I, I want to see books. someone try that move with a lightsaber and uh, they catch the blade part instead. Yes. <laughs> just, just a goes hole right through, through their, their hand. hand. <laughs> Would it stop at the hilt though? Like, would the hilt just sort of like rest on your hand? Like, I don't oh, know. You're, so you're talking about they catch it vertically? <laughs> I, I was thinking horizontally, oh, it just man. slices their hand off. Oh, oh okay. Matt's, Matt's vertical, talking about like yeah. the hilt gets stuck in the hole they just made in their hand. <laughs> yeah, that I, I mean, that could happen too. Yeah, vertically, <laughs> just holding their hand. Like, oh. ah, my stigmata. Oh no. Wiggle it a it's bit. A I can't. Yeah, it's a little funnier then. <laughs> now oh. I know where you're Oh, you got to cut your own hand off to get it out. This is a horrifying. God, I don't like thinking about lightsaber physics. I really don't. <laughs> Nor should you. Mm. But but yeah. So the, the games we're going to talk about are uh, like some of some of them are just are they they're showing you the villains' motivations as you said. Some of them are just like yeah, you can just be the bad guy now. You can just do evil shit and and who cares? And some of them are like. Well, we might never get around to showing you the evil part. We're just, like, you're going to find out that there's, like, a bunch of stuff you didn't know about that kind of maybe will change your opinion of why the villain did what they did. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. What if that's not anything I ever wanted to do, George? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, Darth Vader's still a dick. Come on. Yeah. He's, even, he's even worse after seeing those prequels. It's he like, really oh, no, now you're not cool anymore. You're just a whiny blonde kid. Okay. Yeah, and you're annoying and ineloquent. From my perspective, you're the bad ones. Yeah. Thanks, it is Anakin. the Jedi who are evil. <laughs> Thanks, Anakin. <laughs> I'm going to murder the younglings. This is his mind opening. Yeah. Uh, this is, oh. The kid hates sand. He fucking hates sand. Fucking hates sand! It's rough and it gets everywhere! (laughs) 
You like my Hayden Christensen impression? I'm, I'm going to kill the people named after sand because I hate it so much. <laughs> he has a crush on every boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me so mad. Um, all right. Yeah. And <laughs> we've got we've got other new releases to talk about. I played uh, probably literally 10 minutes of Shin Megami Tensei five. So oh, that's uh, all the people ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I'm sure it's great. Like like all JRPGs, you can grasp it in the first ten minutes. Just the whole <laughs> game opens right up. To you. Roughly, <laughs> I'm halfway through the tutorial. I've had mm-hmm. other stuff to do. I'm six hours. I'm six hours of seeing the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's dive into our top five right after this. Get ready to go jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. The holidays came early here at Laser Time, courtesy of Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. There is nothing worse than untrimmed body hair and pubes around the holidays. You really don't want to look like the abominable snowman or Santa's beard is coming out of your shirt or pants. You older gentlemen with white or gray pubes know exactly what I'm talking about. And yes, it may be sweater season, but you don't want to have the world's worst ugly sweater made out of body hair. You need to keep that hair in check with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. There's no better gift for yourself or a loved one we can think of than the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. It comes with everything you need to trim your tree and the hair down there. Hair down there. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to reduce cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner to keep your south pole feeling and smelling fresh all day long. The Performance Package 4.0 even comes with a classic stocking stuffer, a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's the perfect package for your perfect package. Speaking of stocking stuffers, Manscaped is going beyond the groin and has some amazing new products that make great gifts like their new ultra-premium body wash. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. They also launched their new 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner, which has key ingredients with benefits that include hydrating, nourishing, conditioning the scalp, and strengthening your hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your husband, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME, one word, at manscaped.com. Make Santa proud this year. Add Manscaped to your wish list this season. Your Your balls balls will thank you. you. Thanks, Mom. And we're back to talk about what? Oh, games you play as villains. Yeah, games you play as villains. Uh, hey, hey, Perry! Hey, Perry! We're we gonna talk about games you play as villains. I wasn't doing that voice, but I can't. I was. Okay, Perry. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about games you play as villains. I like doing this better than Coach McGurk. I really do. Here <laughs> uh, we go. Brandon. Number five. Okay, Donut Dunkers, you gonna bring Ivy to me, or am I gonna have to get her myself? Have it your way. Um, that's. Should be a pretty recognizable voice. Is but. she a bad guy at this point? Like, she's the anti-hero, man. Well, she's the anti-hero in other media. In Arkham yeah. Knight, in the Harley Quinn story pack, she was very much a bad guy. And lest you doubt her motivations, she does lay them on the line. Hey, Butterpot, what does Scary Crow want with Pammy anyway? What's it matter? 
If Scarecrow says we need Ivy to take out the Bat Trash, then we need Ivy to take out the Bat Trash. Hey, no way I'm helping Batman take out the trash. Let him take out his own damn trash. I want Batman dead. <sighs> That's what I meant, Harley. That's what I meant. So, yeah, this this was before, you know, Harley Quinn's rehabilitation as a character where she's, you know, more of an anti-hero and uh, more of a murderer at this point. But before she mm-hmm. took over every Halloween costume for the past uh, five years. Yeah. <laughs> but the Arkham series has kind of flirted with Bad Guy DLC a little bit. There was the Joker add-on that was, like, exclusive to the PS3 and Mac versions of Arkham oh. Asylum. Oh, man, I forgot about that. <laughs> and you really- can only get me on the Mac. I'm a big fan of Steve Jobs, as it turns out. Uh, If it doesn't download, don't kernel panic. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But it's in all the remastered versions. If you if you get one of those, Um, but like that that was really just like we put the Joker in as a character in these challenge levels. Uh, mm. Where you can slink, you know, you're, you're just fighting a bunch of guards or you have like a Ooh. tiny level where you need to uh, sneak around and take out guards methodically one at a time. Joker's surprisingly badass can, considering his like scarecrow-like build that he, you know, just flips around and kicks the shit out of burly guys twice his size. Yeah. And uh, well, you remember the ending of that game. I mean, he, you know, it's all hiding inside, Michael. He's, there's muscles within muscles true. within muscles. That's man. true. Uh, and and he has uh, instead of detective vision, he just has a pair of cheap X-ray specs that actually let him see through walls. But when they got to the Harley version of that, uh, they actually like gave it a story and patterned all these powers around Harley. Like she has, uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. She just instead of detective vision, she just shifts her vision so that like she can see things through walls but she also sees like a bunch of incoherent writing all over the walls it's it's like oh, lunatic vision cool. or some crazy person lunatic yeah. Vision. yeah and uh she also has uh arguments with her other self he's gone you can have your life back you call what we had a life <laughs> so yeah she's in mourning for the joker at this point and wants revenge on batman and uh, working with the Penguin to free Harley, it, it all takes Wait, place. Uh, what what game is this? Which one? Night Ar- or Arkham Knight? Knight. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I played all the DLC for that, huh? I didn't miss out on this entirely. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, but this is something, like, you can play it in literally 20 minutes. It is yeah. one level. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you, yeah. you get a boss fight with Nightwing at the end. You're, you're busting Ivy out of uh, Bloodhaven, like this, this police department, and they're keeping her in a jail. And... Uh, yeah, but it's, you know, it's... This for... this this was, I think, the game that I was like, oh, yeah, single-player games, never doing a season pass ever again. Because hmm. uh, cause some of that DLC, like, it'll have DLC every month. And, like, this is a penguin racetrack for the Batmobile. <laughs> Easily the worst part of the game now made into a racing game. Ah, you'll never win my race, Batman. <laughs> you don't really think I, you'll I win, do remember Bat. I was, like, researching DLC for games and, like, yeah, this one... They did it like for a year and a half. There yes. were so wow. many like little micro DLCs, and I'm like, wow, who, that, that, who played that, any of this? Yeah, that took two minutes to play and way, way longer to enjoy. 
I was yeah. kind of like a trend for a while, I think, yeah. right around that time. I think a lot of people have kind of gotten that DLC burnout. And that was a I'd like to think that publishers have dialed that back a little bit. That's, yeah. that's why I'm shocked to like this Far Cry DLC so much. I played previous mm-hmm. Far Cry DLC, but I didn't like it this much. Because usually, this is secret behind the scenes in the games industry. If DLC were worth a shit, it'd be in the real game. But it's not. It's for the biggest addicts. It's... it's <laughs> So it's for yes, the, the grunyards. Yeah, there's the. All, the it's, term. it's almost a shame when like good content is locked behind TLC. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, yes, but it does happen occasionally. Sorry to mean to be a spoil sport, but this <laughs> this I somehow didn't get to, and we were streaming content like three days a week, and I thought I streamed all of the content from this. Clearly not. Uh, no. Well, I, I do like it when they use DLC for stuff like this, which is like this clearly wouldn't have fit in with the main game, and right. so when DLC mm. does let you take a different perspective of things it's like okay yeah that that's fun to go back to you know i say say that having i look at this and uh night or the definitive edition arkham what is it called the one the two game set return Uh, to arkham return to arkham i'm having a hanker it's been i didn't realize it'd been this long since i played a long time dude. yeah yeah and like uh, uh i believe uh 30 2010 listeners uh arkham gotham arkham city turns 10 this week that was a good one that was the highlight yeah Yeah. after that i think i mean i think i played city first actually then went back to asylum but of course i did that kind of right back they basically completed city then went backwards and then after that like once origins came out i was a little kind of burned out on it and i really haven't you know i played a little bit of night but never never got too far it it says something though that i remembered finishing night but then like you know uh, loaded it up and loaded my old save, and it's like, holy shit, 100%? I don't yeah, remember 100%ing wow. this at all. Me yeah, neither. That's not easy. All I remember is that, uh, my house. <laughs> sure. Spoiler. <laughs> I don't remember the ending of that game. That is, it's that possible. is what happens. That's why there's no Batman in whatever that new Gotham Knights. Ah, okay. Is. My house. I'm sure there's no way he's just somewhere. No, no, no. He seemed to be pretty happy about it. He may have even started the himself i'm not sure he's dead i'm sure okay dead. i know comic books that's one bed dead bad man. <laughs> yeah. if there's one thing you can say about superhero comics it's that when someone's dead they stay that way <laughs> yeah. it's just one of those laws of the universe uh-huh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway uh but yeah this this was very fun while it lasted but uh because it's it's so insubstantial like it's it's our number five um yeah if but, you started playing it while we <laughs> when we started talking about it you're almost you're done, done. yeah, you know. yeah <laughs> absolutely um this next one's much meatier number four This is the best one, in my opinion. Yeah. This is uh, this is all that Shovel Knight DLC that you, you eventually got to play as the various Spectres you had fought during the original yeah. game. Yeah, well, you get to play as Spectre Knight, you get to play as Plague Knight, and you get to play as King Knight. Increasing Funny. escalation <laughs> of ridiculous knight names. Plague Knight was actually the first. Mm-hmm. A Plague of Shadows was the name of his campaign, and... It is more or less the same as the main campaign, except that uh, I think the last boss is different, the story is obviously different, and uh, you, rather than having a shovel spear thing, you 
use bombs all the time. You use bombs to power double jumps. You use bombs to throw at enemies. You can create different kinds of bombs by mixing and matching ingredients. And it sounds like this. Blown up everything. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really hard to wrap my heads around the controls for this one. Like, the use of bombs at first, you're like, wow, that seems impossible to, to use that. And it, no, it ends up working pretty well. I, I, I preferred the original game's control scheme and, and powers over this one, but uh, I did like um, one of my fa- I think the next one was my favorite one. Uh, like Spectre the way, of Torment? Yeah, that would the be my favorite as The Spectre Knight well. controlled was awesome. Yeah, right? incredible. Yeah. The rail grinding. <laughs> and, and also that kind of changed it up a bit where you had like uh, you, you had like a level select from this tower where you could go to any of the levels in any order. And then King of Cards finished out the, the trilogy of villain DLC with, with King Knight. And it actually added this. What you're hearing there is a card game called Joustus. And, was... and music by Jafe Kaufman. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Uh, but jo- yeah, Joustus is, uh, for whatever reason, King Knight wants to become the best player in the realm at, at Joustus. And uh, so he's going to compete in a tournament with the against these three judges. And uh, so yeah, it's, it's like just a little mini game that you can play as you're going through the regular Shovel Knight levels and, and fighting bosses and uh yeah it's it's a cool idea we should do a it top indeed. five about uh fake collectible card games in, in video games. Yeah, what also that's be a, a good idea There's a great a idea to make another shovel night holy got, shit. got a good yeah, one yeah. this year certainly Mike. Mm. oh yeah absolutely uh, shovel yeah. Night, by I, the, i'd I say like, uh, i like saying the biggest slut in video games you yes. need to make an appearance shovel night will do it yeah if yeah. you're making an indie game and you don't have shovel night in there what are you even doing yeah are you even an indie game <laughs> but also i'm not even sure if you can just buy shovel night on its own now i think when you buy it it's always in that treasure trove that includes all these dlcs mm-hmm. so it's it's a huh. it's a big it's substantial the amount of content in that game now yeah. It's, yeah. it's it really set the standard for a lot of indie devs i mean you know really kind of early on right when they really started you know kind of bursting onto the scene and just the quality i mean yeah it's i mean it started as a kickstarter right i mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's something yeah. that's just you know it's Probably. just as, it's it's in awe every time I you know just see everything that they're doing with it you know continuing to do with it it's just been awesome might be the most enduring success from Kickstarter yeah and believe me there's a lot on the other side of that spectrum so it's yeah, okay. definitely a, a, a success that should be celebrated I don't want to hear any Star Citizen bashing yeah <laughs> spaceship's gonna come out just fine do we know so obviously the original game heavily inspired by Ducktales with the whole pogo mm-hmm. mechanic yeah the best so thing. do we know yeah. with the DLCs were these taken from other games uh, like I mean maybe other way forward games because they were kind of always I know this is yacht club but I think they're mostly way forward guys or mm. former way forward guys but they mm-hmm. were the ones sort of revolutionizing that throwback style to begin with, uh, they just made this super authentic to the NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know, I know it's technically a 3D game. I was kind of shocked to learn that too. But they, everything gives the looks and sounds as if it could have been played on an NES. But I sure yeah. could not have. And I, I remember, like, there were Kickstarter backers who were expecting to get the game on an NES cartridge, and like, do you really think we could do this on NES? Look at this. Yeah, like it wouldn't even work on Super NES. 
<laughs> it's no, fun it's, to think yeah. about, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they when they broke it down and showed like like no, this is all built kind of in a three D engine, and mm. these are different planes with different spaces between them. Like, there's your NES could never ever do this. But no. Even <laughs> even if it was just a sprite game, like look at what they're doing. It's basically Symphony of the Night levels. Like, it's like yeah, that would have had to have been on like a PlayStation yeah. platform as mm. a sprite game. Yeah, good luck but we, in our head, we always think, oh, Nintendo games look like that. I'm like, no, they didn't. Yeah. No, they never no, looked they like did that. Not. Yeah, my, my Nintendo did perfect 16.9. I was... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the first 16, time I saw 16.9 TV. Number. Like, my, my buddy was teaching English in Japan, and he sent me, like, pictures of his flat, and it's like it had... I was like, what... Why is your TV squashed down like yeah. that? It, these are the big tubes. You have to turn your head TVs. to see it all. Come on. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's how they watch TV here. I'm like, what? That's crazy. That'll never happen over here. No, never. Uh, I also like that uh, when they you know, released the treasure trove that the original Shovel Knight campaign got renamed to Shovel of Hope. Which I wonder, it's like, is that a nod to Star, Star Wars. Wars? Like how Star Wars yeah. was just called Star Wars for years and then they decided like, oh no, it's Episode four, A New Hope. It's like we mm-hmm. never said that when I was a kid. Come on, we. Ne- I don't yeah. remember when that snuck in. We talked about it on Sega Star Wars, which hopefully is coming back very soon. But it never bothered me that much because that was such a cool name. Yeah. A New I'm Hope. I'm trying to remember how that worked out. Like, was the first time we'd ever seen episode anything in Empire? Like, was in that in that role the the you know the scroll? Did it start saying episode five? I think it was the, the re-release of Star I don't, Wars. I don't remember if it was in the original scroll or not. It might. I don't have, think it was. Yeah, it might have been. Like that would have been it consistent wasn't. with this type of story that Lucas was trying to tell. No, I think they, I think he added that later. But mm. if you listen to that episode of Sick of Star Wars, we do that. That movie was being re-edited like. In 1977, like the people who saw it the first week saw unfinished effects. Mm-hmm. Oh god! And I, I forget it, it, it. There's so many different versions of Star Wars. There's like 800, and, and that's before like we even get to Laserdisc. It's it's pretty nuts. <laughs> wow. Uh, sorry, I should probably do that show Maybe, again. I'm Jeez. sure Treasure Trove's like that too. Like I'm sure there's stuff in there they True. fixed from the original games that we mm-hmm. just don't know. Yeah, that's, I, it's it's one of the few games I I beat on PC. 3DS and Wii U. I don't think any other game I can say that wow. with. I I usually do not play a game through a second time, but I thought this shovel, the original Shovel Knight was fucking delightful. I've only mm. played it on Switch, and it's like the perfect Switch yeah. game. It's it was the perfect Wii U game. I had to play it again, and uh, it was a really good 3DS game. Um, yeah, can't get enough of it. And I wonder how long it's going to be before we get a new one. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah, who knows? Well, isn't isn't there like one in the works, or is that like a puzzle game or something? Yeah. I'm blanking on what it's called. They've they've had a few of them now. There was like a fighting game that mm-hmm. they did, like a yeah, yeah. There was that vertical platformer version of Shovel Knight that I think was an iOS exclusive. But of course, yeah. Shovel Knight's amazing, obviously, but I thought this was a little bit more interesting. Number three, maybe a little bit more iconic. People inherently fear evil however occasionally a person may become seduced by evil (laughs) what are you getting at share with me the story of sparta that, that name should ring some bells for somebody this is DMC. This is DMC. Yes. I, I just figured something out listening to that. You can tell a person is evil 
if they pronounce the I in evil. evil. You know, the, the good guys never say evil. They say evil. Join with me and fight against evil. Yeah. <laughs> Do they Doesn't say town names with a menace? Uh, fr- from this America. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I'm actually a good guy. I just have a very rare speech impediment. <laughs> I'm Vincent Price. Yes. I'm Vincent Price. You can play as me in your favorite video games. It's evil. <laughs> I do most of my talking over text. No one gets me there. <laughs> People are always surprised I sound like this in person. So, <laughs> Devil May Cry 3. Got re-released as a special edition. Like, this was before DLC was a thing in the PS2 era. But they they re-released it as a special edition where they dealt with a bunch of issues that people had with the original American release. For example, that it was way too fucking hard. That Mm -hmm. the American normal was actually the Japanese hard mode. I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah, usually it's opposite, right? Yeah, yeah. what, What that... Uh, process was yeah so so that that game was a little tough to play the first time around but then uh the special edition came along kind of ironed some of that out uh was amazing and it also added once you finished the game you could play through it again as virgil and you could get different cutscenes. virgil of course being dante's uh twin brother who's kind of more aristocratic he fights with a katana called the yamato uh, he's a bit more powerful than Dante in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, they they didn't really do much with the story other than adding a couple of cutscenes. And he's done this in every single Devil May Cry since then. He mm-hmm. was in the special edition of Devil May Cry 4. You can play as him in Devil May Cry 5. And I, I, th- I think they just added him as DLC. Um, but again, mm-hmm. like in each of those, you're generally just playing through maybe a slightly different version of the regular campaign. It's just your Virgil. They changed that a bit in DMC Devil May Cry, a.k.a. the one that all the fans got very huffy about. Their favorite. What happened to us, father? <laughs> Dante betrayed me. There's nothing left for me here. What am I fighting for? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, there's a DLC for DMC called Virgil's Downfall. <laughs> and it's like, so Dante kills Virgil, more or less, in, in the main game. Spoilers. Because they, they're working together for a while, and then Virgil's like, oh, we got rid of the demons. Now we can finally rule mankind. And he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's David Hayter in that game. It's yeah. so, so weird. Oh, it's... Demons. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your hair white? I am mine black. Devil may uh, cry. <laughs> Never in a million years. They insulted us! <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Sorry. Worked on DMC. Still a sore spot. Yeah, Everyone sucks. Mm. Um, but yeah, love that game and love the whoever the fuck played Virgil. I thought he was great. It was one of like, the best performances I'd seen in a video game. Yeah, he was he was pretty cool, and uh, that was that was like Ninja Theory's take on DMC. I think I think mm-hmm. one of the reasons people got so upset is because it was like it was a different take on Dante. He's younger, he has black hair, short black hair. Oh, unforgivable sin! But they thought like, well, this is what it's going to be from now on. This isn't what I want. It's like no, it's an offshoot. It's a reimagining. Oh, it's fucking idiots. Like every, <laughs> it's like none of these people ever read a goddamn Batman comic. Mm-hmm. It's just like a different take on the same character 
It doesn't mean the old one goes away. It's a spin-off. Uh, it was an experiment. And yes, we got Devil May Cry 5, which mm-hmm. just was part of the original timeline. Don't which worry. It's hard to amazing. believe I'm saying this, but I think part of the backlash was this this DMC was more in your face, which Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. it's not like a subtle series. Right? Our Dante it's, it's, says fuck. Yeah, Dante says fuck a lot. In doesn't DMC he also sure allude does. to the size of his penis in one quote in that, in that game as well? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I, think, I think DMC was a, maybe a step to make in an actual franchise that everyone can enjoy. Hmm. Whereas I think, I think the sales of it were kind of falling and it was just kind of like, yeah, hardcore gamers like this, but what, let's see if we can introduce this to a much, much larger audience. Cause it kind of deserves it. Um, yeah. Dante's I mean, awesome. DMC is awesome. One of the main gripes about DMC four, at least that was like, you play through the game as Nero and then you run backwards <laughs> yes. as Dante running yeah, through the I, exact same thing. I did thing. not like that game. Very if that much. game was great. Then DMC never would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and here we are. But yeah, I, I don't know if I'm. But also remember complaints when Michael and I worked in, in an editorial. Uh, there was a petition to keep Xbox gamers from getting it because the last three games had been on PS3, and there's no gamers. Thousands, tens of thousands of gamers were upset that people who owned Xboxes could play DMC4. Yeah, uh, I it, that. <laughs> that doesn't make. If 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 you think the customer is always right and you're they're not occasionally assholes and not worth listening to. Just remember that. I also remember thinking, like, well, Xbox players actually might have gotten the better version because the PS3 version had, like, a 20-minute install time. Yeah. It had to sit there listening to the music while it installed. Those are the days. I move things around on my 20-gig hard drive. What are you talking about? Those are the days. PS5 still have to install games. It's the weirdest thing. They're just a lot faster. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I, I got to like go visit um, Ninja Ninja Theory, yeah, their oh, studio, sure, yes. and oh. uh, talk to them, and like found out that like oh they had actually had like people from Capcom who'd worked on the previous games like do like fine tune all the combat, like it needs to be like this, there needs to be this many frames of animation when you do this, like it was all very exacting. Yeah, and, it's the most intense combat Ninja Theory's ever done before. I think they kind of abandoned combat with <laughs> i mean Hel- yeah hellblade series that's yeah. the ninja theory is it's yeah. it's a little different you know it's yeah. first person and all that i so yeah it's it's so weird because like i feel like people passed this version over and i know this isn't just about dmc it's about all of these entries but like people passed over that version because of some of like the cringeworthy stuff you saw in clips of the game you know mm-hmm. like oh my god can you believe dante i'm like you missed out on some of the best bosses that, that Devil May Cry has ever had. Like, they're, they're, that game was trying some really cool shit with the boss fights and, and just the combat in general. It's like, yeah, it's a shame. You get to fight Bill O'Reilly's head. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Barbies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm misremembering, but ha- hasn't, like, kind of recent consensus on that game kind of, you know, th- did people finally come around I, and be like, hey, this game's actually I, I good think, instead I, of just being... I think so, because they, they re-released it, and I'm pretty sure, like, people are like, oh, I heard this was pretty good. And, like... yeah. I think also, <sighs> like, now that DMC5 is out, that people relaxed a little bit. Yeah, and like, okay, like, maybe I can give forever. this a chance now that it's mm-hmm. not, like, you know, the mm-hmm. new direction. But anyway, uh, Virgil's Downfall, like, the villain DLC, is mm-hmm. is actually quite good. It does something that the other games really don't, in that it, like, gives you new levels and a new short campaign about Virgil returning to paradise. Like, he's dying, uh, or possibly already dead. It's not entirely clear, but there's... Some entity there that seems hell-bent on manipulating him and getting him even angrier. So for a minute, it seems like 
he might understand the, you know, oh, what my, what I did was wrong and I need to redeem myself. And then uh, he's confronted by doppelgangers of his former allies. Kat, are you okay? I'm fine. <sighs> but you're dead. It's funny you had to die to understand humanity. I rescued you from demons, remember? It gave you a home, a reason to live. No, you used me and you betrayed me. Everything you hate me for, it had to be done. Really? You deceived us, Virgil. Me and your brother. And then Cat uh, hooks up and turns into a monster and he's like, Oh, I'm going to kill you now. And like, oh, my eyes are glowing red. I guess I'm turning demonic. More demonic. <laughs> of course, you also get to confront Dante in uh, in this purgatory because why not? Welcome to hell, brother. I don't have a brother anymore. Cute. <laughs> you know, I was the one running away, living in the slums. You enjoyed a comfortable life. Look who's on top now. You don't belong anywhere. Guess that's why you're here. Well, that because I killed you. Yeah. <laughs> See what I was saying about the cringeworthy dialogue? Beautiful mm -hmm. writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that because I killed you. You mother bitcher, I'm going to kill you now and kill your balls, too. <laughs> <laughs> that, ghost of, that Ghost of Tsushima flute couldn't have come in any earlier. It was right on time. Yeah. I don't know. The, the the Slug Queen confrontation with the, fuck you, fuck you. That actually, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. That shit is funny. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why people like, uh, look at this edge lord. Like, sorry, this is funny. Yeah. You're looking uh, at this. You're funny. looking at this with the wrong mindset. Mm-hmm. Why did why do we get me started on this? God damn, right I on. hate people and gamers so much. You better move along oh. before he gets too upset, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Patreon.com. So, so we we uh, celebrated the rich history of uh, Virgil being playable and uh, sometimes even getting his own adventure. But uh, this is one that you brought up, Doug, and like I can't believe I didn't have this at front of mind already. Number two. One more job shouldn't have mattered. I'd killed nobles before. You could float a whaling ship on the high-born blood I've spilled. Another noble steps in to replace the last one. All equally corrupt. Why should an empress be different? But she was. All right, who remembers this? Yeah, dude. Doug, Doug, name it. You call yeah, it it's, uh, we, we got Dishonored, Knife of Dunwall, and I also believe the Brigmore Witches as well yes. with Dowd. Yes, uh, Knife of Dunwall, a.k.a. Well, we got Michael Madsen for this game. Why don't we use him some more? You know what the tell was for me is the mention of the whaling ship. Like, got to uh, be yeah. the best game with a whale-based economy. <laughs> yeah, whale oil, yeah, all that good stuff. So, yeah, Knife of Dunwall uh, is, is actually, yeah, it's two episodic DLCs, Knife of Dunwall and Brigmore Witches. And it lets you play as Dowd, who's the assassin who kills the Empress right in front of you at the start of the game. Like, he's the guy you're, like, super motivated to kill throughout Dishonored. And even though he's not the one pulling the strings, he's, he's like, the, the main target of gamer rage early on. Like, you killed my my Empress, my lover, you framed me for the crime, I'm gonna come get you. Uh, yeah, he's like a woman. 
He's the main target of gamer rage. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, All right. Um, What? (laughs) But but Dowd is he's a complex character in his own right. He's an assassin who, like Corvo, has been uh, touched with the the brand of the outsider, and so he's got a bunch of cool black magic powers. And uh, but there's he's he's not he's not entirely a selfish person. For years, I'd held together a shadowy band of ex-mercenaries, street kids, and refugees through discipline and a bit of black magic. On the fringes of a city that ate up innocence and weakness. Maybe today it was the end of that small world. I thought of Jessamine Colvin's hands shuddering as she lost her grip on life. Whatever doom was coming, I deserved it. My people didn't. So yeah, he kills the empress, kidnaps her daughter, and then is he said he describes it later as like something broke inside of him. He's just racked with guilt over it and he can't get over it. And like the the outsider, their their like shadowy murder god appears to him and says like, "Uh, here's a mystery for you to puzzle over. Delilah. That's all I'm going to tell you." So Dowd like is trying to figure out who's Delilah and Rosebud. Yeah. He he finds a ship called Delilah, and this gradually leads him down a rabbit hole that not only leads to something that you had no idea was going on, but sets up the events of Dishonored 2 pretty aptly. Like, I, I went back and I played this after finishing Dishonored 2, and I was like, oh, that's where all these characters came from. That's why uh, it sort of thought that I knew who Delilah was supposed to be, and, like, who's this character coming out of nowhere? Um, yeah, that series definitely assumes you remember the first game and it's dlc yeah yeah they yeah they make yeah the whole kind of completed picture of it i just think is is great and and you know just thinking back to the base dishonored one i think one of my favorite little missions because doubt is someone who you know isn't necessarily a bad character you know he kind mm-hmm. of you know he's a little bit his like his pride is a little wounded that the outsider has chosen corvo kind of along with him and he's like kind of aware that corvo is kind of you know, has the ability to overtake him. And there's that mission where after he kind of throws you in the flooded district, you're, uh, you basically have the ability to kill him or spare him. But I always felt it was so much more satisfying to let him live and just pick the, the pocket of, uh, pick his pocket for the key to get out. Cause it's like you proving that you bested him. And I just, that was probably one of my favorite like elements. <laughs> like I don't need you know? to kill you. I don't need to fight you. I'm, yeah. You can stick a knife you. through his heart, but you have destroyed his brain. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a, uh, he's, well, you, it's kind of up to you what kind of character he is because like the main game, you can play this in lower high chaos. You can go through trying to stay unseen and, uh, you know, knock people out, or you can just kill everybody. But lest you think he is a wonderful person, he is not above uh, enhanced interrogation techniques. Torture, huh? Better men than you have tried. <clears throat> you know your work. I'll give you that. We can talk this out like businessmen. Yeah, there are a few times when you have to torture people, but. Uh, it does yeah, kind you, of play into it like, ah, you can't break me. Ah, uh, no. You don't, you don't I'm hire still a tough Madsen. Guy. You don't hire Madsen and not do a torture scene, yeah, right? Yeah, like, that's kind of. That's a good point, yeah. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. 
Uh, Actually, I mean, hurts. those those clips you played, like, that's the most animated I've ever heard Michael yeah. Matz. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if only Tarantino could get that performance uh, out. You should have heard him in the Reservoir Dogs game. Oh, man. Talk about <laughs> phoning in a performance. Uh, the yeah. only actor who participated, I believe? I believe so, yeah. yeah. It kind of cheapened his image in my eyes at the time. It's just <laughs> like, you're the only guy they could get. Everybody else was too good for this. Oh, my God. Call me Joe Gage. <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, you know patreon.com slash laser time. I think we get Michael Madsen here with <laughs> maybe four figures or so. Another goal for yourself. Yeah, yeah. great idea. Top five like, games about smoking. Uh, I'm yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Have like a really nice sandwich delivered to his house. He might do it. <laughs> top uh, top five directors who let me smoke. That. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's quite he's good great. in this. And uh, I love that guy. Why am I making fun of him? He's I great. don't know. He's he's he is great, and he's great in this. Here's some more of him talking. Plague grinds the city down. Corruption rots. A mad killer roams the streets by night, seeking revenge. The overseers have stormed my hideout in the flooded district, and I'm in a strange duel with a mad witch named Delilah for the fate. I'd say I was being punished, but I know that the world doesn't punish wicked people. Nope. Uh, See what I mean there? Like that man. is that's, yeah, that's solid. Great. Yeah. yeah, great reading there, Michael. I take so everything, you. every joke back I just said, no matter how much <laughs> I might have laughed. Love Michael. But Madison. do you think? Do you think this is like a thing where he puts on that voice, or is this like a Macho Man situation where, like, no, that's his voice? He I'm strikes pretty sure squinting and grunting ours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's real. Like that's. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't know because I feel like I'm, I haven't really seen him on a talk show. And then I think the last couple of years you'll occasionally see him pop up in a comedy, but only to like play that character to the nth degree. Mm. Just because I want yeah. you to do this voice, I think in real life he sounds like Bing Crosby. Chris, how that's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on the set and happy to be in this game. <laughs> Good to be here. A nice crisp fall night reminds me of a story of Ichabod Crane. Goes something like this. And then the cameras start rolling, the squinting happens, and then, you know. <laughs> I just like this character uh, I've created. I smoke a pack an hour. Um, I'm Michael Madsen. You re- may remember me from uh, Tasmania. I was the dad. <laughs> <laughs> Cut a man's ear off. Lit him on fire. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as we're on this gravelly voice kick, let's move on to... Jack, I've got some important news. The head of the CIA has finally given us the green light for the virtuous mission. Virtual mission? No, the virtuous <laughs> mission. The future of our Fox unit depends on it. If it succeeds, we'll be officially organized into a unit. Virtuous mission? What? Sounds like some kind of initiation ritual. You know, don't get cocky. This isn't a training op. Uh, <laughs> the Giver. Yeah, the Giver. Well, the second one. Um, th- this is, of course, Metal Gear Solid. We'll, we'll call it the Big Boss trilogy. Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. 3, Peace Walker, and 5. Mm-hmm. I think 5 might be one of my favorite games ever, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, yeah. yep. and game of, game of last gen for me, I think. Yeah, but this is... So, Big Boss... Which, it's just such a ridiculous fucking title. Listen to this shit. You are above even the boss. I hereby award you the title of Big Boss. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that makes, like, 
when you consider like Metal Gear's origins in the eight bit era, where like, oh, we need to have your commander calling you. What a, this is big boss, and it's just like, yeah, sure, that makes that that is like a name for Saturday morning cartoons and really very simplistic is. video games. I, the queen, declare you. One rad dude. <laughs> like the thing is, there's still room for promotion because then you could go to bigger boss yeah. and then the <laughs> biggest boss. Well, it's, know, it's so. like when the Big Mac. You have there's yeah. something above Big Mac, right? It was, what was that the, the Mega Grand Mac? Mac. They called it the Grand, Grand Mac. The Grand Mac. <laughs> we have uh, I'll show you my gut. And you can take boss. my word for it. <laughs> but yeah, you'd have to then believe there was just a Mac at one point, and someone said, "Oh." We hereby dub thee the Big Mac. You're bigger than any Mac you're, I've You're ever bigger seen. than yeah, any Mac. Montel Jordan sang a saying of the return of it. Cake boss. <laughs> I understand. Oh that my reference. god. Um all right, we're just lobbing jokes out here. But uh so middle podcast. What are you podcast? Exactly, exactly. But so Big Boss was like it, it was the original double cross in video games where like the guy who's giving you orders the whole time. Just suddenly flips the script on you at the end and it's like, ah, I've been the bad guy the whole time. This is my secret base you've been infiltrating while I've been spying on you. Try it's, not to think too hard about it. It's my middle gear. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, and then, yeah, they, they sort of, like, they kept referring to him in, like, Metal Gear Solid and a lot of players, myself included, who at best vaguely remembered the original Metal Gear were like, who the fuck is Big Boss? Why do they want his remains so badly? I mean, that's that's every time I play through a Metal Gear game. I like I only recognize half the names, and I just assume I'm supposed to recognize the other half. But I'm like, sure, yep. whatever you yep. say. Yep. Like, <laughs> it's not like any of this shit makes sense anyway. Fucking hot fine. Coldman. Oh yeah, hot Coldman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's also really fun if you're ever playing one uh, to do the drinking game where any time that snake has that question inflection on his voice, just take a sip of your beer. Yeah. You know, after two hours, you won't know where you are. Nuclear proliferation. I have uh, enough trouble staying awake while I playing video games these days. I give you permission It should be replaced with John Mulaney's Say More Right Now. <laughs> do, you think, do you think David Hayter is in the booth and he's like, so uh, how should I read this one? Like, this is the guy questioning. Like every every read, just like questioning. That's how you should read that line. It is really interesting because his voice acting in the original Metal Gear Solid was a lot more nuanced, and that's something that I realized upon kind of replaying it recently. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like as more games came out, he just got way more exaggerated he with it. And I'm not sure. If he, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it's something that he was even conscious that he was doing, but it's it's pretty funny now. Yeah, hot take. Kiefer Sutherland over, you know, I, I kind of prefer that performance I, in five. I, I wish she had more lines, but yeah, you know, but wait, do, do wait until job. you read Kiefer Sutherland's X Men script. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of torture. My God. Uh, <laughs> Someone punched a Christmas tree. Professor Xavier drank way too much. <laughs> uh, so. The Metal Gear Solid 3 kind of said, so it answered that question who the fuck is Big Boss? It's like, well, he was not just Snake's, like, DNA donor. So Snake is, you know, revealed to be a clone of Big Boss. But he's part of this unit led by the boss who was uh, trained in, like, different kinds of guerrilla combat. And uh, in the 60s, he is he's called on to track her down because she seems to have defected. And it's like, oh, your mission is now to kill the boss, your mentor, your lover, your friend. Go, go 
finder and killer and you know there's the it's this grand adventure with like just a fantastic storytelling but i feel like the the gameplay now is kind of hard to get into and grasp uh whereas something like peace walker which like let's let's make it feel a little bit more like a shooter metal gear solid 5 which is like let's refine that and put it in an open world where you can just kidnap absolutely everybody yeah that was a lot of fun building your own base was really cool this is one where like technically you are playing as the villain like you know the the boss of the first metal gear game but I never quite got the sense that Jack, you know, that that Big Boss himself was villainous from any of these games, even he though he was like trying to find his own like place, you know, he's like an army without a country, right? Yeah, like, you yeah. really see a lot of that motivation uh, in Peace Walker, which you know I do think is is pretty underrated. You know, I was mm. able to finally play it by getting that collection they put out. The Legacy Collection on PS3 a couple of years ago. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, the only thing that's a little bit rough about it is I think that the areas they, they had to really cut down the size of the areas just because it was a mobile game, but it still played pretty great. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. it was basically like Monster Hunter. Like, let's make yeah. Monster Hunter but Metal Gear. And, yeah, and you, and you can only find that on PlayStation because, like, I bought the HD collection on Xbox, and that's really just that's solid two and three. Like, that's it. Like, th- there's Are you sure. Yeah, I thought it yeah, was included. Yeah. I know I've played Peace Walker on Xbox. Peace Walker on the Xbox? Maybe I'll look again. But yeah. uh, Aren't they all pulled right now for some reason? Probably. Is, which is chronologically the game that takes place the earliest in this series? Is Metal Gear Solid 3. 3. It's yes. 3. Snake's okay. Revenge for any Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. even then, right, they allude to like this great career of the boss, but it's like, you don't ever see any of that. That's all just like yeah. referred to. Like, well, you're the, you're the boss's apprentice. And, yeah, yeah. and so, uh, yeah, when you surpass her, you become big boss. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, oh, a, what a what a weird series. But you're you're watching this evolution from like he's he's a great soldier, but he's still kind of naive in a lot of ways in three, and then he progressively gets more jaded. And I think in five, like we're sort of expecting the villainy to be the text. It's it's kind of more. Not even the subtext. Like, it's not subtle. You're not going out and, like, hurting innocent people or stealing from those who don't deserve it. But it's kind of obvious. I mean, you're hanging out with this guy. She's in love with the legend. What makes you so sure? I was the same way once. In love with Big Boss. What if she's a spy? What if I'm a spy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, you're one of your right hand man men is uh ocelot revolver ocelot one of the biggest villains in the series a torturer he tortures people in metal gear solid 5 for you he tortures people in your own unit who are close to you just to like i don't think she's telling us everything let's pour some salt water on her <laughs> actually no that's miller who pours the salt water on uh I'm quiet. Since she's part plant, spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, a, what a weird game. Yeah. Yeah. Not only does he hang out with Ocelot, he hangs out with the villain of Metal Gear Solid 1, who's just a kid in this, but a really asshole-ish one. They wanted to go home. That's all. So they were just homesick then. Not quite. Military warlords, PFs, the armies that murdered their families. Cousins, brothers, parents. They all had someone they wanted to kill. 
Ooh. Ooh. No, that that's that's Eli who grows up to be Liquid Snake. Uh, and he's you, you meet him and he's a child soldier named White Mamba and he commands a group of kids in Africa somewhere. And they end up staging like a big breakout. They steal the Metal Gear Sahelanthropus that you stole from the bad guys. <laughs> and that's just never resolved. No, Apparently no. they were, yeah. it, it was supposed to be resolved eventually, but it, originally, but um, then they kind of maybe cut the game's development off before it was fully complete because it had been delayed several times. And uh, yep. Yeah. Konami was tired of fronting that bill, I think. Oh, and, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure it was a lot, too. But, man, is that game just incredibly polished. I mean, I'm a big stealth game guy. Dishonored, you know, like, you know, Metal Gear as well. All of them. And just, you can play that game a million times and, you know, do things differently. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's a real monumental achievement on that front. And I just love on that whole little switcheroo where, you know, you have the last mainstay game, mainstay game basically be a movie. And then the next one is, you know, there's, it's, you know, just a couple of clips, you know. Keeper Sutherland has like 20 minutes of lines in it. Yeah. Well, I always wonder, though, how much of that was related to the production, you know, and not, not necessarily mm -hmm. finishing, yeah. right? It's, But I think the game's better for it because there's a lot more game. And, yeah, the, the 4, is, like I said, Doug, is like, I'm going to put down the controller and watch this for the next two yeah. hours. And, uh, <laughs> not a lot of meat on the bones, for sure. Yeah. So. Some of my some of my favorite memories in 5 also just, like, have nothing to do with the story. It's all about just, like, sneaking into an airport to stealth snipe everybody in the rain while listening to Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart. Like, yep. The soundtrack in that was so goddamn good. You gotta find those S-soldiers, though, buddy. You gotta mm -hmm. fault in those S-soldiers. Exactly. back to your base. Gotta drag them all out of the airport and airlift them and presumably torture them until, and brainwash them until yeah, they until... want to join my private army out in the middle of the ocean in the Seychelles. Yeah, until they thank you for beating beating yeah, them up randomly yeah, when you come back so. on your helicopter. Please kick my ass again, <laughs> yeah, boss. Please. <laughs> By the time you get to the end of Metal Gear Solid Five, mild spoilers. The voice of one of your best friends from the mainline series is kind of calling you out on your bullshit. You're the murderers, Snake. You should be in this boat. There'd have been no inspection if it weren't for your precious nuke. Oh, yeah, you're also trying to have a nuclear arsenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, is it Huey Emmerich? And he, he's sort of a dick in his own right. Uh, he's, yeah, he's not he's, a nice guy like uh, like Otacon is. Like yeah, son. he's, yeah. <laughs> the more you find out about Huey, the, the less you like him. Yeah, nah, he's, he's an asshole. He maybe gets better than he deserves. I'm more of a Dewey and Louie guy myself. Yeah. But for this list, uh, there is one that kind of inspired it uh, months and months ago, and I do want to talk briefly about it in our... So it sounds like this. By which I mean the PlayStation-era remake sounds like that. The original game on DOS sounded like this. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only sound. Wait, there's a crackling sound effect yeah. on old PC? <laughs> I know, right? It sounds like... It sounds, wow, that game is perfectly replicating the sound of a phone going off during a podcast. <laughs> silent phone. Some of those old games, literally, like, the noises they were making, you're like, is this grinding the hard drive in a different way? Like, <laughs> there was some bad 
Goddamn Commodore. So this is Wizardry 4, The Return of Wordna, which is a really weird game. And I remember, like, seeing it in a Dragon magazine from the 80s, like in an ad. And it just, the, the head of the, headline of the ad was just, Trevor sucks! And it was like, he and his band of do-gooders have trapped you in the, the bowels of your own dungeon and your weekend and it's time to go out and seek your revenge. So this was something that was like, the evil wizard from previous wizardry games was the playable character. And it kind of flipped things around so instead of building a party of adventurers and going out to fight monsters, you as the evil wizard... uh you can find pentagrams scattered around this dungeon that let you summon monsters. And these monsters will then auto battle and uh, like, and they'll, they'll just kind of do their own thing. And the creators, like this was designed by a fan who was like an expert at the original wizardry games. Mm-hmm. And like, he wanted to design a game that like, you have to have my knowledge in order to play this. You have to, have an intricate knowledge of wizardry one and what the monsters will do and what the spells are like. Uh, and I will make that knowledge key to getting out of the first fucking room in this dungeon. So you start out, you're in a two by two room and there is no exit. And so you have to, what you have to do specifically is you go to the summoning circle, you summon some priests you wander around this two-by-two two room until you get into a fight. Uh, during combat, the priests may cast a spell called Milwa, which is a light spell. And when they cast that, you will be able to see the door and leave the room. And that is, that is just step one. Like, they were, the, the creators were concerned people might not get this, so they had like a sealed envelope that they packed in with the game where you could open it up to see the solution. And from there, it just gets more and more ridiculously difficult. And so there's there's like a quote on the Wikipedia page where like the the head of the company is talking about it and saying like, yeah, they, the developers like felt really, really strongly about they wanted to have the hardest game to play, period. Like that was their wow. badge of honor. And, like, that says so much about what the game industry was like at the time versus now that it's just like, this is about creating our vision and our vision as expert players is that we want to create a challenge that we would enjoy and that other expert players are going to enjoy. And to be fair, like, people who were, like, super hardcore wizardry fans really got into it and were like, why aren't right. other games like this? And the CEO is like, because we want to sell games. Yeah, because the yeah. six of you bought this and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And and like, so it is it is really difficult to play. It is generally considered not very good. When they started re-releasing Wizardry games, they re-released one through three as a set. And then I think five through like eight cold. or whatever. It was. Ice <laughs> wow. cold. Yeah. And like, we are not remastering this. It would it would have you believe there was like a rights issue that they just couldn't get for. It's like, yeah. oh, sorry. Yeah, nope. It it's also problematic in that it was originally supposed to be out in 1984. They were so confident in it that I think they they like told a magazine that's like coming out in November, like, oh, make sure that you say this is already out when your November issue goes to press. And uh, but then like it got delayed until 1987. 
And Ooh. there's a big difference in computer graphics between 1984 and 1987. Oh, and like mm-hmm. they or like Bard's Tale looked way way better than this in its terrible wireframe dungeon and little CGA character portraits. And uh yeah, it's just like this this was a a, a flop in in like a major major trailblazing series for computer RPGs. And not RPGs. just the thing it came on. It was a, a sales flop. Yeah. Too. <laughs> not a not just a floppy. But like that that's such an interesting development story to me. Like why would you do this? Am oh, I telling the... early eighties PC humor over here? Like making yeah. floppy discs? Hey, there's a yeah. niche for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing it. Yeah. Like wait Thanks wait till I yeah, do my five point two five joke versus my three and a half inch <laughs> joke. It's fucking insane. Uh, but this this is like the the computer gaming version of the original Super Mario Brothers two, which again was supposed to be like this is an advanced challenge for people who've Mastered, not just finished, but mastered Super Mario Brothers one. It was, it was yeah. a different world for all of media at that point yeah. because everything had such a long shelf life. If we make the exact same thing, we can't hype this and sell this at all. People will just buy the original. It, it was also and, a time when a lot of value was tied to difficulty. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to play this a lot because I have to play it a lot to get good that, at that's it. That's right. Because before you could beat games, it was just about a high score, and people just didn't fucking understand. You probably had a bunch of yeah. Electronics executives who knew a lot about camcorders and nothing about games, like make it hard. I want, <laughs> I want. And then uh, going and being ousted over just such a quote being pulled out yeah, of context. Yeah. Don't do that to me. They went on to work for Viagra companies, and yeah, the careers uh-huh. took off. Make it hard. Oh, okay. No, that works in our industry now. We yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that has been our top five plus zero. Hope that you enjoyed it. On that note, we're going to take a little break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. I'm not the damsel in distress. I'm not your girlfriend or the frightened princess. I'm not a little bird who needs your help to fly. Nope. I'm the bad guy. Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, ya pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's there, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is sadder. 
Like, <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with the in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the, the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to jump straight into that segment that we sometimes like to call the one that I always draw out the joke before hitting the button to play the song that goes. Because this is the, like the one week almost every game I've, I, I either already have, mm-hmm. yeah. didn't pay an additional cent for, hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know it's every game. Yeah, because uh, even Battlefield not, had, had a Game one. Pass trial. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, well, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim Anniversary Edition? Which sure, I mean, I thought was weird that it wasn't part of Game Pass. And then Michael, you kind of told me like, well, you can. Yeah, so there there is a version of Skyrim that is part of Game Pass, and it has hmm. been optimized for Xbox. X and S. And I think that, like, that version is, like, if, if you're just looking for, I want a remastered Skyrim that's optimized for new gen hardware, that's probably enough as, as I understand it. Like, if you have that, you can also get the anniversary edition for, like, an extra $17, I think, which is also subsidized as part of Game Pass. And, uh, that adds a bunch of new content a lot of it came from like the creators club and is like you know this is fan-made stuff that they thought was good enough to include in a commercial release um how does that work i wonder who's getting paid for that stuff hopefully the creators um so yeah it also broke broke a lot of mods in the regular version free dlc for the dragonborn starts with a party hat on to celebrate the anniversary And so, like, this is my first time, like, making a serious run at a Skyrim game uh, since, like, you know, doing probably 90% of what I could do in the original. And within minutes, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is a lot of fun. It's fun to run around picking everyone's pocket and stealing everything that's not nailed down. It's fun mm-hmm. to throw a bucket over the shopkeeper's head to rob him blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how long before you started rolling cheese down a hill? You got to tell us. I, I mean, I, I haven't done it yet. I have stolen a bunch of cheese wheels, and I do plan to go up on, to <laughs> so a mountain. you intend to do it. <laughs> yeah, at the earliest opportunity, and just drop them all out of my inventory and watch them roll. It's a sickness, Michael. It's it a is. Sickness. <laughs> but it's just like, Oh, yeah, no, no, this game hasn't aged terribly. It's actually still quite fun. I have been seeing reports that, like, oddly enough, like, they're saying, oh, it's running too well. It's like, it's it's running in ways that uh, break the game and interfere with, uh, you know, playing it. So, um, what does that mean? I don't too know. Well. Yeah, the frame, there's too many frames. Yeah. I hate seeing this. It's running frames. too fast. The spider is upon me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some games, like, it was, wasn't it the original. Uh, from games like like uh, Dark Souls or might have been Demon Souls had a thing where like 
on PC, if you sped up the frame rate, it it actually like increased weapon degradation or something because it was like tied to the frame rate of the game. Like there's there's shit like that that yeah can happen. But yeah, so oh, so so PC gamer to clarify, like they had said, the latest version of Skyrim is too optimized. It turns out, and saying Skyrim Anniversary Edition is causing crashes by running too efficiently. Um, whatever the fuck that means. That what that makes. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's the logical conclusion of that. I've game grown series. up with computers. I've never. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense to me. That's that is. What is this? An April Fool's issue? Like, get out of here with that. I mean, it's it's the PC version. So, well, how how about a game that isn't optimized at all? That came out another <laughs> yeah. definitive edition. <laughs> hey, who wants to talk about those Grand Theft Auto games? I do. What a, what a fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what, a, what a wonderful fiasco. And I, again, I think, like, I would have so much less of a problem with it. Right. If it wasn't called... The, it, it should be Definitive. called Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the re-release. The, the mobile ports. And, yeah, porting it to yeah. mobile. Porting yeah. it to mobile. Yeah, Hilarious like, edition. Th- th- don't call it the definitive edition slash get rid of all your competition who have done better jobs at this. Uh, I mean, that's the Square... All is forgiven, Square, for all those <laughs> oh, bad yeah. versions of games you've ever released. Like, uh, boy, this, yeah, that's one way to have people forget about all that is, yeah. It's just it, that we've been talking about this being rumored since, like, before the summer. And for this to come out, I remember at one point, I'm CJ, I am standing on top of a fence post, shooting down at a guy who automatically targets to me. It looks so ridiculous, and there's, and all of our gun noises break. So it's just a guy standing down and shooting down on his head and a guy shooting up at me and just you just see little blasts and like, what the fuck is this? This isn't optimized or this wasn't baked to be re-released or modern in any way. It, it's it, If anything, it's... Well, and, and okay, we talk about too optimized. The stuff that's modern about it is off-putting because it runs in Unreal and so it has like realistic lighting models. Yeah. But they're projected onto these like pretty archaic, yeah. like the geometry, like the, like the, the polygons. And so it's like you get like this really good writing on this like not great character. Yeah. Uh, lighting I, I think, on a not great character model. And it's it just to the credit of the original odd. game. It, it still works and all. It feels modern because of how much of a great job the dialogue does. And yeah. the radio stations, like it feels, it doesn't feel twenty years old. Uh, well, only the first, the first <laughs> game's twenty years old. That was one of my big re- uh, irritations, actually, playing Vice City, is that whenever mm. I've noticed, whenever I get into a, a new vehicle, it defaults to the radio being off, which That's like so ridiculous. that was such a huge part of the experience mm-hmm. originally. Yeah, like so- I get into a new car, I hear new music immediately. That could be because it's missing half the soundtrack. Because that's the other thing. Like, if you're going to call it definitive edition, don't remove half the songs because you couldn't relicense them. Like, that's that's a, it. Honestly, it takes away from those games. Like I was telling you guys, like the the beginning of San Andreas. In my mind, I remember it being really cool. You're riding the bike, and there's like a song playing, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm playing Boys in the Hood. Like this is, <laughs> and then like this version is just so empty. It's like I'm on the bike and I hear nothing. Like this is the and I I don't want to like bitch about not being able to I know licensing music is really hard but then I was switching between this and Forza or San Andreas and Forza and I was like well Forza has these songs (laughs) so so what what, some of the songs that are missing are in fucking Forza 
I will say, I saw a really funny glitch that was, I don't know which one of the games it was in the collection, where if you're driving in the car and you rock kind of back and forth, yeah, it actually started one. infinitely stretching the width of the vehicle, and it would not... <laughs> You could literally go so it's so big until it crashes the game. It's just an infinite scale. Like, I saw a clip of literally a car just slowly getting wider, just rocking back and forth. I I love that, and I I was very disappointed to find out that, like, oh, no, that was actually a glitch in the original game, and you actually have to do a very specific chain of things in order to get that to unlock. It's like there's something to do with like oh you have to do these like taxi missions and then you do this other thing like yeah this okay. is why Michael's Bamboo. the best at journalology. <laughs> Some of my favorite things are debunking things I deeply wish were true. Look yeah. at those mm-hmm. cops letting people through on January sixth and like that's from a different gate on a different day. Right. Uh, but don't but get even excited. without the bugs and weird things like that, like these games look so weird to play like yeah, there, there are a lot of strange aesthetic choices and I'm I'm realizing like playing some of them it's like. Man, I really kind of want the the haze and the fog to come back because, like, mm. the building models look like the, these look like models. They don't they're look boxes. like real buildings. They like yeah, they're, they're just yeah. giant boxes. Yeah, which mm. honestly, like I've told you guys, I've I've gone to try to play like older Rockstar games. So I played both the Warriors and Bully, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's something is lost when you go back to play those games. Like, because at the time they felt groundbreaking, and now you play them, you're like, oh man, these feel really old. There's a little bit of that going on with the GTA stuff, but I, I do think a lot of that emptiness is caused by the tech. It's like, yeah, the draw distance is basically infinite, and so you you don't get that fog covering up most of the world, and you can just see this sea of boxes off in the distance. It even mm-hmm. kind of ruins some of the illusion of the the scale of those games. Yeah. Like you realize yeah. the city's not that big because well, you can see the whole I, game. I, I think I think what we're realizing what I what I sort of realized because we've been talking about this like off mic all week. Uh, we've all been playing different versions of the game. Uh, is that I think this? It feels bad because it's the best. This might be one of the best-selling PS2 games to ever get a re-release or a remaster, and it's not very good. But it's also that like it's an open-world game, and there's a reason why they don't remaster open-world games. Is mm. because there's too much to do, mm. and it's pretty clear. As from what I've read, these they found an AI to do certain things, <laughs> yes. and it does very bizarre things. Yeah. Like, that is, like that is more like, than just what you've read. We found an image of this online. Yeah. It, why why are you dropping letters from the subtitles? Like the, why well, would that even be a thing that you or do? The AI, whenever it sees like polygonal shapes, it just assumes like okay, I'm going to smooth over them now because I have better tech. But like I sent you guys the picture of that sign. It's in the world. It's supposed to be a bolt. So yeah, it's supposed to be donut shop. Yeah, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. octagonal. Yeah, if, if it can, just smooths if, it out to a perfectly round O. One next of the most to egregious images. <laughs> I, when I saw some of the more egregious images, I'm like, well, I, I probably won't encounter that. And if you place, if you have Game Pass, load up San Andreas. It's like one of the first things you see. That guy's like 16 elbows on his bicycle. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, it, it's in the. It's in a cutscene. It's like just right there in your face. Like you can definitely. Everybody can see that. And then yeah. There's stuff like, you know, with the draw distance, like you can see Mount Chiliad from the beach in Los Santos. And that, like, that just sort of break the illusion that, like, this is a big area. And then, like, if you Mm -hmm. go up in a plane, like, all the clouds and fog are gone. You can see the entire island and it looks tiny. That, well, that game, I remember reading an article once about, like, how good a job they did of hiding the actual size of the island because it makes it feel like it takes a long time to go from, 
their, their version of LA to their version of San Francisco, uh, San Fierro, I guess it is, mm-hmm. to yeah. Vegas, right? right? When really on the map, they're all pretty close together, but they've done some trickery with the roads to make you feel like it's longer. But you just have to lo- wait to load it for like like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But you now, to- now you can see through all the trickery because it's like, yeah, the whole map is laid out before you and it's, it's a weird, it's just a, it's a, such an, they made a lot of odd choices with, with this collection. I, I, you know? I, I, I'm just guessing. And I, again, I'm not, I've worked in games. I know a little about dev. I don't know everything, but I think they made a, a choice to do things with uh, an algorithm or a AI and you can't really go in and tinker with root folders for everything in a game this big. And there's really no way to do that. So you make a decision, and that's what you do. And they did that. And I I, I don't know if there's a really good... The only good way to do this are what modders were already doing, which was going in piece by piece. And there's no way anybody would make a game like that, like do that with a PS2 game nowadays. They just wouldn't. Well, there's no I, money in that. I think the reason it stings is because, like... They remove the other versions from yeah, storefronts, and so this Man. is it. Like this is the only way to get those after games allowing them for years, for years. Mm-hmm. And we, and, uh, duh, uh, we were. I'm not even going to say we were right. That like that's what we knew was happening when they started getting DMCA notices last summer. They're clearing the path for no competition, and it's again worked in games. You technically have to defend your copyrights. Uh, I don't know. Is there a word for that? Maybe one of you guys can help me out with that. It's been a while. But like, uh, if you don't defend your copyright all the time, mm-hmm. um, then when someone can take you to court, like, well, you never busted this guy yep, who made exactly. GTA and Far Cry. Um, and like, oh, the judge says, well, why didn't you go after this guy? And like, it was really good and everyone really liked it. Yeah. Like, well, you didn't defend your shit this time. Yeah. <laughs> so like, why would you defend it? Why would you need to defend it this time? You lose in court. So it sucks because Nintendo does this all the time. They go after fan remakes and all that, and then they release either a good port or a good re-release or a good remaster, mm-hmm. and no one fucking is pissed about it. Yeah. Here we are with Grand Theft Auto, livid. <laughs> they took down all these fan projects to make this thing even better because we know how... I, I never want to call this lazy because I don't know what went into this. But it, it feels wrong. <laughs> it feels rushed and it feels wrong. Yeah, it feels yeah. like they were limited maybe with like, okay, yeah, the, the only versions we can kind of mess with this stuff are the mobile versions, and, and then that led to lots of other compromises in other places. Because my, my experience with San Andreas, like, dude, I cannot, I just got new glasses. I got a 4K television. I cannot see. And I know this is the game with the people of color, so don't put that shit on me. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, why are textures that are like bridges and homes pitch dark? In the middle of the day, like, it always n- looks like, like none of this makes any sense. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And and and, and I, it's so I'll say this: it's one of the worst. It's one of the worst definitive edition remastered things I've ever seen in my life. For one of the best games series yeah. I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. All that being said, though, I gotta say, like, yeah, I, I can't justify. You know, I can't recommend. Hey, go out and pay sixty dollars for this collection. Like, the, but still, though, as someone, I never finished San Andreas. I can still play it. It's still playable to me to be like, okay, cool. Yeah, I can go and just do all the story missions and say I finished San Andreas. Like, it's still, it's been updated, like, in terms of gameplay-wise. Like, yeah, they did update some of that stuff. I was dying to get see the end of San Andreas. It was one of the best, like, Mm-hmm. endings I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I so they're, they're still very playable, don't get me wrong, but it's just No, like, they're not. 
Well, some of the art choices make it sometimes a little tough to get. Well, to see yeah, that. just because so many characters now, like, well, we made it. You said that when we we were recording it, like, when the trailer came out, I'm like, yeah, we just we decided to make this an art style. I'm like, really, you make everyone a subterranean fish face <laughs> uh, looking well, person? The way that it looked in the trailer, I thought like, oh, so they're they're taking like the art style, the original, and they're kind of. You know, making leaning into the it. game like yeah, really leaning into it, sort of making it cartoony. I know that the original games weren't really trying to do that. They like that was an aesthetic that they was were like doing this the is, best they could. Yeah, this is as yeah. realistic as we can make it with mm-hmm. all this shit that we're putting into our game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was like this is like a cool throwback, and now I realize like oh no, <laughs> but it's it's also like there's. There's some straight-up body horror-looking stuff with these character models. Yeah. And, like, frankly, the only body horror I want in San Andreas is what I do to CJ's character. Like, if I eat yeah. <laughs> junk food and go work out or whatever. Like, yeah, I, 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 I don't day. know if that if that was a big part of it for me because I, I mentioned that. We've talked about this so much, including that, like, my my brain was ruined with I have, was having dreams. Like, I can't wait to play these games. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't suck. Remember, it was like two weeks ago. You were very <laughs> like, excited for these, and I'm like, I, I played. I, I, I was very excited, and um, I love dicking around in Grand Theft Auto. And I don't know what your experience was. I'm playing on an Xbox One X, um, on a 4K television. When I got to a race, every time I came close to a checkpoint, everything stopped. But all the natural sound effects, the radio kept going, Ooh. the birds kept singing, uh, the, the the engine kept revving. Everything, but everything stopped at every single checkpoint to, to load shit, huh? I don't know. I don't because I don't know what it was doing because everything else was playing normally except what I was seeing, and uh, it might be just San Andreas. I don't know. Uh, but it, it, well, I thought it we established earlier that you well. don't see race though, Chris. So how could you see that race? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am a notorious racist when it comes to liking racing in games. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like racing in games. And, uh, and and I, I I love San Andreas so fucking much. Um, yeah. Yeah, I forget what movie we were talking about on thirty twenty ten, but it was uh, written by DJ Pooh as well, who who like created Friday. Right. Um, that's oh. yeah, and like yeah, and, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, wrote wrote uh, not. I think he wrote it with somebody else, but he wrote San Andreas, and it's it's. I I still remember it as one of the best Grand Theft Autos I've ever played, and yeah. the idea that like. I want to play it now more than ever, but the one I have isn't very good and doesn't work very well. Mm. And it's, I think I have it on PS2. I, I think I have it on PC through Rockstar. Like I got it free as part of, you know, like the, the social club or whatever. I got to go see if I can go download that. I don't know if they, here's, yeah, here's what I, I asked the devs, uh, the dev people out there, can they fix this? Cause I'm not sure that they can. There's too many problems. In, in in games that are a hundred hours with a billion different elements, like I think they ran this through a thing that was supposed to be this magical cure all. This will put it on four K consoles, and that didn't work. And I heard the Switch ones even worse. Hmm. <laughs> the Switch ones are even worse. Like I, I don't know that Rockstar is going to devote the time to fix any of these. Sadly, I, yeah, I think will. I think the games will sell. Just fine, even with all this stuff, and yeah, <laughs> they don't have any incentive to go fix them. <laughs> I, I'm trying to like balance my criticism out with like I know this is a hard endeavor. Like, there's really no economical way to go in and fix 
every detail of every Grand Theft Auto game. That's not possible. They're too big. And and this is why I I wish honestly I don't I wish they hadn't done it as a trilogy. I think actually yeah. a listener reached yeah. out to us asking like, hey, do you guys think if they released these yeah. individually, would this have gone better? Yeah. And I do. I, I do think because maybe you would have gotten a bad three, but they would have taken that feedback and incorporated it into a Vice City re-release and eventually San Andreas. Like, but putting these all out, there's too much, too much to do all at one time yeah. to put three it, of these it huge was games out. Good yeah. idea, but yeah, they yeah. needed. A and more maybe time that was the point. Like, we're not going to do much to these games, so we're going to put them all out at once because we're not going to be able to go through this hype cycle three times. But, yeah. but the, the one that needed the most fixing is three, and mm-hmm. from all accounts, three and San Andreas are the most broken. But I always, I said that before, San Andreas, if you didn't remember, like, you are at the lowest level skill of everything, from cycling to running to driving your car. It is, on PS2, it was a, intentionally a miserable experience. Yeah, that, that was the most like complex GTA. They, they had to reel back so many of those systems for four, it was like, oh yeah, there's a driving skill. There's the fucking gangs that you constantly have to defend the neighborhood. Why would you have a driving them? skill with and cars with different stats? Don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll figure this yeah. out. Although I'd say like the the thing with like the weightlifting and the fighting moves, like literally, it takes you like three in-game days to to max no. out that stuff. So it's not asking a ton of you, but yeah. I thought it was because like I went there and he's like, "Come back when you earn some muscle," and I made some muscle. And he's like. Eat more stuff. I'm like, I'll never do this again. (laughs) Just always order the salad at Cluck and Bell. You'll be fine. Yeah. Calories in, calories out. Who am I? Who am I? Michael Raparez? I'm not going to go to the fucking Wendy's to order a salad and get salmonella or whatever happened to you. (laughs) It was a grilled chicken sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Michael ate reasonably at Wendy's once and he almost died. Michael, you could say you had a demon in you. Kind of like in Shin Megami Tensei. 5. Oh, mm. interesting transition. Um, yeah, that's a cool one. Uh, I started playing it uh, on Switch. It's apparently Switch exclusive. Shin Megami Tensei, like the mainline series that you know, I think has been sort of eclipsed by Persona in terms Persona's of popularity. Persona is more popular than yeah, SMT absolutely. At, yeah. at least in the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so it does an interesting thing where it's like it throws you into a post-apocalyptic world where you're like merged with a proto fiend who appears to be like sort of robotic and divine or something like that but you you merge and you become a new being you're a high school student with this special body that will allow you to survive in this endless desert that used to be tokyo and uh you get into fights with monsters but you don't have to fight them you can talk to them and negotiate with them and they will join your side and then you're you you build a party of monsters to go around with and uh you know, you can replace them with more powerful monsters as you go along, and uh, sometimes they'll the negotiations won't go so well, and they'll call you fuckboy, which apparently is <laughs> actual my, monster dialogue. My favorite part nice. of this game is all the Loke screenshots you've been sending us mm-hmm. of like, yeah, they the way they're writing these demons is. Um, I almost have this theory that I floated with you guys. I'm like, sometimes it feels like. The Western the Western offices that are localizing these games are kind of sending a fuck you to the Japanese devs that they don't know about because like the way they translate some of this shit is like very not tone appropriate for this game. But they're like, well, the devs back in Japan won't know any better, so let's just do what we want. Yeah, the, the, the devs will have to hire a translator to know that we took the rape out. So let's. <laughs> I, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but I, I, when you mention that, like you're exactly right. But also, like unless you dabble in a lot of English, you can't. The localizers can do whatever they want. And and they've and, taken and, and, liberties in this for 
to comic effect, right? Like the the demons are basically kind of telling jokes sometimes, and it's mm-hmm. pretty yeah. funny. It's... Yeah, it is. It is very goofy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but, but the one thing I've kind of heard about this game is um, if you're used to Persona, Persona has kind of streamlined a lot of the stuff that Megaten was very fiddly. You know, it's a JRPG. It's got lots of fiddly stuff in there, and it's like it's a little hard to maybe take a step back into that in a game where it's like. You could lose hours of progress if you didn't save and, and went to a boss fight and died after fighting it an hour. Like, it's it's that kind of... It's an older game like that. So just kind of know going in, uh, only hardcores need apply. I, 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 I don't know if I, I go that far, but... I would never play anything but Far Cry DLC. I mean, <laughs> all, I'm ever gonna, all I'm ever going to play the rest of my life is Battlefield 2042. Mm. <laughs> I played a little bit of that and... and... It was like, hey, Michael K. Williams. Hey, there's no story for Michael K. Williams to be in. <laughs> that is so, okay, so awkward. Michael K. Williams, rest in peace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, died this year or was it last year? Can't it remember. They're year. all blending together. Yeah. But like, literally, alone. he plays, he's Irish in this game and like literally. That's his character name. He's not playing an Irishman. Right. right. Oh. First map I'm dropped onto, <laughs> he gets shot and he's bleeding out and dying and I'm watching Yeesh. Michael K. Williams wow. die. And and you have the option of calling on your teammates to save you, and none of them are. And I'm like, this is way too soon to be watching this. <laughs> wow. But then he respawns, and you can watch him die again That's and true. again That's and again. True. That's <laughs> true. Then we, let me call in conscientious objector Robin Williams. Ho ho! This guy needs some patch up work. Let me do this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, 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 wait, my Robin Williams plays the medic class and a conscientious objector. He doesn't have a weapon either. I shouldn't have uninstalled yeah. it after twenty minutes, I which know, I did I because know, honestly, like, guys, it's it's fucking Battlefield, right? Like, it's you kind of know what you're there for. And yes, I know that Battlefield games kind of started the trend of we're going to sell you a multiplayer only experience, and there's not necessarily a campaign here, which they had in other games. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you. When you play this game and you're like, this is it. This is a, I think it's $70 maybe a next gen. If not, it's a $60 product. I'm like, it's 60. It, they got a bunch of modes, but it's multiplayer only. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I need that campaign. And in fact, one of the most popular modes right now in there is people playing playlists from Bad Company 2. And I'm like, ah, yes, the, when wow. Battlefield had good campaigns. That like, was great. I love that game. I wish yeah. oh, that, 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 that was game was primarily focused on campaigns with a mm-hmm. great, with great multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. So they have this, you got your standard battlefield shit, you know, like here's the map, the conquest, the battles, typical big battles, lots of uh, vehicles and shit like that. And then there's like a squad base mode. Those are on the main menu. Then they got this thing called like the portal modes. And that's where it's like, oh, here's a mode from Battlefield 3. Oh, here's a mode from uh, Battlefield, uh, you know, Bad Company 2. Here's uh you can create your own mode that uses shit from Battlefield 1 and 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 you know oh so you can have World War 1 versus you know World War 2 or whatever and it's like Battlefield Heroes the free to play game in the leapfrog <laughs> but but even then Everybody. it's like all these modes but I'm like yeah but there's it's still kind of the same thing it's it's just multiplayer online shooter like yeah just look for the other team Do colors. I get to go to Wake Island that's all I care about Yeah so I I, I played several minutes and went mm, I've played this game before and and I uninstalled mm-hmm. it I I I was feeling the conversation we were having about Vanguard, I downloaded Battlefield V, and I was just so bored. I yeah. suspect I a lot of people uninstalled this one after a surprise release this week that I guess Doug's played a lot of. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to justify a $60 release when you got Halo Infinite's multiplayer, the beta, launched for free. 
Uh, yeah, with game this week for everybody. Surprise launch. If, if you have game well, yeah, pass with or... Game Pass or a pre-order for the PC, okay. which is which is what I did. So you know, I did a pre-order of it, and yeah, I'm a gigantic Halo fan. It's you know, kind of talking about first-person shooters, especially because this is kind of like the month of them. You know, you kind yeah. of got yeah. you know the holy trinity, so to speak, of um of, of the shooters here. Um, it was always the one that I've connected the most with, just in terms of the multiplayer experience and time to kill. You know, that's one of those things where Call of Duty is way too quick for me. You know, most of the people have been, that I know have been all about the Battle Royale mode over there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I was really excited um, when when I heard the news of Halo Infinite drop, especially considering, like, recently it's been, you know, we've been getting news of a lot of kind of tiny and, you know, medium-length delays and this was kind of the first, you know, I game. Was, that... super... was this a surprise? It, it coincided like, with it the 20th anniversary of Xbox, which okay. was really what you're saying is the 20th anniversary of Halo. I, I thought that, like, right. um, I thought one or the multiplayer or the single player were delayed till next year, but no, the the, the campaign comes out in December still, and I'm still yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. But, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, but... so how how is this? Because I hear it it feels like Halo. You talk about things like TTK, like Time to Kill, yeah. it's still Halo, but like. I hear it's fucking awesome. Like I hear it's really yeah, good. And it, yeah, and you know, I the once three four three took over the series, it definitely felt like they kind of lost a little bit of just that oomph when you're playing. But they have really brought it back in this one. I think I feel like the, the it's I played over six hundred hours of Reach multiplayer. That's kind of like my gold standard wow. multiplayer Halo experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little bit more weighty than that. Um, but it just, it feels like you can't really lob grenades super far, just kind of spam things like maybe you could in the older games. And the weapons really all have a nice weight to it. Um, you know, the, the, what's, what's interesting and I think is something that, you know, with the fact that they are launching it technically free to play, I mean, you have like the game pass, you know, type of experience in terms of the unlockables and really only uh, critique I've heard from a lot of folks is just the progression systems on that are just way too drawn out. Well, with the Um, battle pass, especially like they're monetizing them and I hear it's, it's fucking grindy that. Yeah. Yeah. I I played for like an hour and didn't get past double zero. Yeah. yeah, It's it, you know, especially with how much they're really trying to focus on just the sheer amount of customization. I'm sure like people like me who really get into that stuff and have been, you know, really spent a lot of time on how I wanted my Reach multiplayer character to look like. I think it, I saw a Halo character that looked like a samurai and I was sort of sold. Yeah, like, there was like a samurai dope. armor in that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the things in the Battle Pass. But oh, cool. it's uh, the 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 game itself just plays just super well, I think. Um, it seemed almost defiant in everything else I played this week, which was more than one Battlefield. <laughs> I, I, I did play a... a, a, a Shit, a PUBG S game, and then like, wow, this this works way better than Guardians than I remember. Yeah, being like classic Halo. Holy mm-hmm. shit! And I suck at this now. I, I actually like the <laughs> um, stuff Guardians Four and Guardians did, like with mobility. No, no, no me too. In terms of, of being a prolonged experience, I mean, they were kind of pulling a, bit, a little bit from Destiny, but like, I I had to like look up how to change the map type. It's right. not entirely clear. It's it's difficult to do. I'm like, can I only do capture the flag? Like, no. There's like a Dozen, dozens of game mods. So, you can play so Doug, does this have some of the class stuff that like Four and Guardians introduced in the multiplayer, where you kind of have powers? So no, I think they've kind of gone more straight to just the arena experience, where they do have mm-hmm. some of those power ups. Like you have, you know, kind of equipment like bubble shields or like these kind of like 
like little jet boosters that you can have to kind of chain like kind of a really nice little mobility slide, like a power slide almost. Mm. Um, but everything's kind of available on the map. And the one thing that I think takes a little bit of getting used to just purely from the visual design perspective is that weapons aren't just on the ground kind of placed in different areas. They're usually stashed in like these little holders on the walls. Mm. And you actually have some visible timers with power weapons now. So usually in the center of the map, you'll have, you know, a power weapon and you'll actually see a HUD icon with a countdown timer. And then, you know, the announcer will let you know when it spawns. So, you know, the weapons are still all available on it. But visually, that was the thing that I think it took me the most to get used to because you know, I'm so used to just, like, looking around on the ground. You know, you can still pick up stuff that people drop, including things like bubble shields that they haven't used, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, just the weight of everything is great. Um, I just, the presentation, they have, like, AI voices that kind of narrate what you're doing, and they all have these really kind of goofy personalities, which I thought was a really can't, nice touch. Can't wait kinda... for the Snoop Dogg DLC that they'll see yeah. after do that. How's the, how's the fucking, the grapple hook is the big talk. Yeah, the yeah. I got so, it to work twice! Yeah, it's a, <laughs> uh, I love it. I mean, I know that's really what the campaign's gonna be. I know that's kind of the main mobility aspect they showed off in the campaign. It feels good in the multiplayer, you know, you know if you can get it. Um, when do you, you find know, out cause... it's actually your wife? <laughs> the spirit of your wife is in there. <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the campaign as well, but I'm a multiplayer experience guy through and through. So and, you're loving you know, this. I, this is like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, once I heard the rumblings that it could be coming out early, I was just on Twitter and just like, guys, this happens. Like, I, I think I, people I'm, know us enough to know that, like, Michael and I probably heard this news and went, cool, still waiting for the campaign in December, but I... I, <laughs> yeah, I and I'm yeah. sure that there are people who are, like, fuming at you talking about Battlefield, like, uh, uh, it doesn't have a campaign, like, why would you want Battlefield to have a campaign? I I need campaigns in my yeah, shooters, man. I know. That's me. I, I do too. Like I need I need that to connect to. But um, it's it's the best tutorial you can have. Nice. Yeah, well, absolutely. Also, I'm bad mm-hmm. at multiplayer and I get shot up immediately a lot. So, but also, <laughs> if you want proof of that, um, Titanfall two. Go play the campaign in Titanfall two, and you can see like, oh yeah, that game, the original game, probably should have had a campaign because that campaign was fucking dope. Yeah, really underrated game that one as well. And yeah. you know, it's one of those things when it just comes when it comes to all the multiplayer experiences. I know everyone's kind of got their own sphere that they like to hang out in, and right. you know, I've kind of dabbled in them all. But you know, it's really nice. Once Halo, uh, once the Master Chief Collection came to PC, I was an extremely happy guy. Oh, that was that's the, only the other reason. thing with this is this is on Steam. This is on Steam, yes. and that's where like mm-hmm. there's huge player numbers on Steam. Like it's it's. Yeah, it, it kind of re, re, revitalized the whole thing. I mean, you, you know, kind of that whole community for a while. I mean, really when kind of all the Battle Royale genres really took the first-person shooters by storm, the people who were just fans of that pure arena kind of multiplayer design like me were just like, oh, like, you know, I had fun with PUBG for a little bit, but that's just not where my heart and soul is at. So it's been, you know, a, a great week for me. <laughs> I mean, hearing that uh, the Advance Wars remake got canceled took me down, to, or, or uh, uh, delayed okay, until delayed, next I year. Say, hey, yeah, 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 canceled, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to that, so yeah. that was kind of the news of being able to play Halo early, really. Nice. Uh, well, that last shooter on the list, this is the week of shooting. Michael mm-hmm. and Chris, talk to me about this Far Cry 6 DLC. Oh, man. Rules. I mean, I Voss, I, Voss Insanity, right? Voss yeah, Insanity. Va, Voss Insanity, and uh, just again, I know I said this at the top of the show, but I do work for Ubisoft. Uh, but my opinions are my own, and my opinion is that this fucking rocks. Uh, it is the first of a trilogy of planned DLC. The next two are going to be 
starring Pagan Min from uh, Far Cry 4 oh. and Joseph the Father Seed from Far Cry 5. Uh, and yes. yeah, this one, <laughs> Father Abs, <laughs> Father Abs. Yeah. So he, this he's one, still my, he's my favorite villain. I like him better than Vaz. I know I'm in the minority there, but I, I like the Father. I, I, I can't say that after playing this. So yeah, I, I don't know how he's going to be. How, so is there Vaz. like, I hate to say this, like Vaz is insane. He's crazy. Is there like crazy yeah. powers in this and shit? Like, like, is there well, an advantage to being him? Here's here's the thing. Uh, it, it all takes place in his mind. Which is yeah. a very strange hallucinatory landscape of, uh, like these, you know, uh, the, the Rakyat warriors are all just like, you know, painted stark white for some reason. And they're, they're all coming mm -hmm. after you. They're, they're like gigantic sharks swimming around in midair. Uh, they don't seem to attack you. Uh, you will still get attacked by sharks if you go swimming regular sized ones, but you know, they're just gigantic ones hanging out in the sky. There's a big volcano. And uh, the the setup is it happens shortly after Voss is stabbed repeatedly and defeated by Jason Brody, yeah. and he wakes up in this room that's like covered like Lord. ceiling to floor in TVs, and like oh it's, it's from the the story yeah, yeah yeah he's like where the fuck am I and like stumbles out and uh, Citra his sister is telling him like oh you failed if you wanna. You want a second chance? You need to fight your way out of your own mind. And uh, so you you have this little home base that's a safe area. It's this, the same level from... I, I Sorry, I played Far Cry 3 like four months ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, th this is the same area from like the ending of the game. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, home yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and he, he will, if you walk around it, he will just make fun of it. Oh, there's a giant eyeball here. I wonder if this will be a focal point yeah. or something that happens later. I know how this works. I'll count, this, will, this is going to be important later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, you know, you find his his diary pages scattered around, and it's just like, oh, wall of text. How fun. This is great. Yeah. Uh, how come madmen are the ones that keep diaries? Like, I, I don't know a man yeah. in real life who who writes in a diary. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> who wants to remember what happened in his days. But I... I drink to forget yeah. so th this this home base it has two important things one is a mirror and the other is a gun case and uh, you as you get cash fighting in the real world you can come back and spend it on traits that let you that are that are permanent that will last after death uh let you do things like keep a certain amount of cash or uh raise your health or let you carry more health syringes and you're unlocking guns and uh you have to complete specific challenges to unlock like types of guns like you, there's an smg challenge that if you, you have to complete if you want to unlock smgs bows everything else and then uh you can spend cash to upgrade it get better uh attachments for these Mods. guns yeah oh. it, it's it's so good it's just like yeah. it reminds me of like i love dead cells and hades so much and like at the end, if you've played a shitload of Dead Cells, there's like 50 things hanging over your head of things you've unlocked. Mm -hmm. And this has about as many things to unlock um, as you go through this weird-ass uh, weird roguelite. Yeah, and uh, I hesitate to call it a roguelite because, like, the sure. world does not change. Uh, you, you're not going to come out and face a completely different world. What happens when you die is... Uh, all of your you will, fa you will face different spawning enemies, and you'll get different power ups wherever you go. Yeah, but but I mean the uh, yeah. So you do get power ups that like show up as like these floating stone hearts 
and uh, you have like a certain number of slots for them that you you can unlock more as you go through the game. So th- those will be different. It's it's things like uh, oh you'll get a speed boost after sliding or after mm-hmm. doing a, a takedown. Uh, Let me tell you this: it was hard to come on this show because the two heart buffs I unlocked were the um, a you get more money for everything you killed. Nice. Um, which anything you kill drops money. And then it was also like, we will automatically tag animals wherever you are on the map. And I had no idea how many animals were always around me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like <laughs> when you it, take those it, drugs in the Far Cry games and you can see yeah. all the animals. They're yeah, constantly crazy. around you. And, and now I'm a junkie for those two things. Like, give me that. Like, that, that's, that's the fucking... Oh, that's the heroin of this game. <laughs> this sounds a uh, bit like Hades meets Deathloop. You're right, yeah, high as, as a first-person shooter. Yeah. Uh, it, it's wonderful. I I was telling Michael before, and I played a couple like ten minute maps. Like I'm trying to figure this out, and I'm like, oh my god, I went almost an hour, and mm. then like, oh my god, I went over ninety minutes. It's you do runs in this game. That sounds like me, a good like, I'm, I'm an adult, yeah. and granted, I wasted a lot of time on it today, but I would love to sit down on a night like, let's see how far I can get. It's and, I, I just also really love the design in that like it's it's just yeah. a small open world. And you're not given like a mission saying, here, go, go here and do this. It's just go explore and you will, as you're exploring, find cool stuff like here's, here's a challenge altar. Here's a house in the middle of the water. It's, it's that, that weird, yeah. like inception hallucinogen, like the, the weird drug doctor's house and yep. it's mm-hmm. locked. But if you dive under the water where there are sharks, by the way, you will mm-hmm. find like an inverted version of the house and you can swim in through its windows and swim around, unlock its doors from the inside, swim outside, and then the doors will be open above. Uh, and so like that, I, I just gave away the puzzle solution there, but, uh, like that. I, I knew that it still died, yeah. but I had a perk where if I died, I'd make a lot of money. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was happy to do it. I was happy to die. Hmm. Ah, the, the rich rich people kids perk, I see. When their parents right, die, they yes. make a lot of money. Yeah. Yes, we call it the, the, the Walton curse. I'm just so proud, Chris. I remember when we were so excited that you were loving looping games with, like, dead cells. And it's like, now this this is – these are game types you I mean, because like. it's mostly gameplay. There, there, there's portions of this game. If you like Voss, they will delve into everything he's ever done. Yeah. You get and to see his past. I'm not that big on – I'm not as big on that, but, like – you will see a lot of Voss's backstory mm-hmm. if you want to. But I also like, it's like, hey, they're even nice about it. Like, if you walk in here, you're going to have to be in here for a while dealing with backstory. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather shoot out. I'd rather shoot undead, overgrown, rotting alligators in the face. Mm. Um, That's really considerate of them. <laughs> That's it's, pretty cool. It's, it's, it is this undead nightmare <laughs> DLC as well. Everything is weird and zombified and not real. Alright, now you convince um, me. You say Undead Nightmare. Oh, oh! In the day-night cycle. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's oh. like night is coming. Like, like if you if you manage to stay alive long enough, like, well, night is coming. Like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're gonna be rushed by ghosts. Oh, does it do like the dying light thing where shit gets more serious at night? Mm-hmm. You'll just hear them serious Sam style. <laughs> they're all playing chivalry too they're all yelling as they run at you it's fucking awesome this is what I, I hate i said it earlier i came out i don't like dlc this is perfect yeah. and it, it has um, actual set pieces that are called mind fucks by the game <laughs> where it will do something like 
like you'll you'll see like a ghost version of yourself being like uh sitting tied up with like a concrete block tied to your feet and like Jason Brody the hero of Far Cry 3 is standing over you giving Voss's meaning of insanity or definition of insanity speech to Voss like mm. in that original trailer mm-hmm. and then he kicks the the concrete block, the block off a cliff and mm. and Voss goes in and so you can dive in and like it's a really really long drop and you find a cenote but then there's like this un- underwater hotel and so you like walk toward it and uh Voss like sees a version of himself appear and give a little uh speech and then all of a sudden the entire hotel just like shifts backwards like about a hundred feet like away from you and Voss is like, oh yeah, this is like that uh, that one trailer with the hallway, that that game. Uh, whatever happened to that? I forgot the PT reference that is uh, <laughs> in the game from one of the stars of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's like that's the thing you can't deny. Like this costs money. Like they brought back a much a, an actor who is much more famous now mm-hmm. to reprise his role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who we thought we'd never see again for DLC. Yeah. That's cool. And it also, by the way, looks like Far Cry Three. It is not the same. It doesn't look like the same area as Far Cry Six, even though it's happening in that engine. Um, Everyone's I, not calling you a pinga or coño every mm-hmm. five seconds. No, no. And in fact, like I love the way he taunts everybody. Are we friends? No. All right. <laughs> uh, he like Voss knows it's a it's a game. It's something that's happening in a loop in his head. It's perfect for me. It's like it's almost better than Far Cry Six in general, just because like it, it gives me exactly what I want. Oops, all outposts, randomly <laughs> spawning enemies, different buffs that make everything interesting. Like every time I I load up the game, the mods for the weapons I've unlocked can be different if I want them to be. Nice. And I get I I I, I love experimenting. I'm having the this is one of the few times where like I like. Do we have to record? I'm having so much yeah, fun. With I think this they sent DLC. me an email yelling at me to get back in and play. If you know, like, like they've been doing it with those Far Cry Six emails, so I better get back mm. in there. I better play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and 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 apparently the whole time I think the goal is that you see these bloodstained paths to three corners of the map that you have to collect these things. And like I forgot about that because all I want to do is unlock every weapon, safe house, uh, all this weird shit that's going on, um, and it's all pretty ghostly and strange and. Perfect Far Cry, but like, uh, if you if you liked New Dawn, yeah, um, but wanted I do a different kind of mode added to the game. Holy shit, this fucking rules! I love I love the Far Cry Six Voss DLC. Oddly I, enough, I, I, I got I got a drunken email from Writers Republic yelling at me that my, about my new girlfriend Forza Five. It was really weird. The, the Ubisoft <laughs> emails are really weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, back, come back and play me. Come oh, on yeah. and play. You son of yeah, a bitch. Forza doesn't talk so much. <laughs> well, I, re- I really enjoy the, the Far Cry, the, the Voss Insanity DLC, and wholeheartedly recommend it. Like, this is a really cool thing that they're doing. It's a new direction. Like, and, and, yeah. and I, I love to see that too. It's like DLC that just, it, it isn't just like a new area, a new story. It is an entirely new way to play the game, and it's got me really yeah. looking forward to what they do with the next two. Yeah, I don't know if they could do this again for the, the, the for Scott Thompson and uh, uh, Scott Thompson. <laughs> and, 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 uh, he does look like a Scott Thompson character, doesn't he? Oh, he does. It's buddy, he's Buddy. Uh, buddy Cole, uh, and and uh, what was a uh, Priest Deep V. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Michael and I, we saw Scott Thompson speak, by the way, at a showing of Brain Cannon. He talks about how much he's like, the gays hated me for that character. (laughs) (laughs) And he's gay. They say, I I will never do any more than a buddy cool impression than that. Uh, because I would like to. It's a stereotype impression, but it's great. Um, but, 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 uh, yeah, the idea that like, they've done interesting things with the Far Cry DLC before. And, but like, this is, uh, the best of both worlds. And um, if you liked Hades, which was my game of the year last year, mm-hmm. it it makes the Our progression... Game of the year, because you guys outvoted me. That's yeah. <laughs> it, it, but, it, but it makes progression like that. Like, where do you want to invest what you've unlocked? Do you want to unlock the wingsuit, or do you want to upgrade your shotgun? Oh, yeah. Yes. Do either one with the, the currency again, of... Like that. Yeah, and they're choices that haven't existed in a Far Cry game, uh, to this, where you have to decide between this and that. Uh, you have to decide all that from when you do your quote unquote run. Mm-hmm. And to me that it, it's perfect. And I think it's, is it multiplayer too? I don't even it know. It is playable in co-op. I know Holy that shit. God damn. I love this so much. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my buddies into it so we can uh, play out here. I think we need to co-op on to the next section. Now. Yeah, I think next, we do. So let's move on to. Guys, they done spilled hot coffee again. Hmm. Uh, So, yeah, folks, uh, hackers were looking at kind of the source files of this GTA stuff. And apparently in that GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition, it contains the hot coffee code and those unlicensed songs that they didn't put. Like, again, just weird choices. Like, sure. Yeah. Include include the which. You could only ever see hot coffee with the code anyway, right? But that's what I, again, I don't know much about game dev. Maybe Doug can help me out here having made a game. They can remove those songs they can't license, but there's still a a folder that points to those songs. I mean, the the idea is that like players can't experience that. It's a total oversight. (laughs) Is basically what it is. It's It's data miners. Data miners turn this stuff up all the time. It's it's like why why would you don't you don't have to delete the code, delete the content because what what's in that folder is already gone. Uh, no, I think they're saying that it has those those files, like the song files. Does. They're just I not mean, accessible here, by the game. Here's what we do know. Rockstar pulled the game from PC storefronts temporarily while they fixed that. I mean, if nothing else, they would they would have done that over hot coffee alone because remember having that in the code is what got them uh, an AO rating briefly. Yeah, and, and I, I would think a bunch of uh, people early hating Hillary Clinton um, <laughs> enough to give us the worst president we've ever had. It, but it's uh, still because, like it's such an archaic controversy because games have yes. done so much worse than hot coffee since then. But it's yes, still I was like, I was telling I think Matt. When I met Michael, I had been working at GamesRadar like two weeks, and one of the first things, I don't know if it was my job as an intern to assist him, or I, Michael came in with a Game Shark and like, we're going to do hot coffee. Yeah, you you could probably gonna... sue me for that now. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, but, but like, but our goal, and, and like, I remember you brought in a tin, mm-hmm. like it was fucking, it, like it was a joint, like you were going to like roll me a joint <laughs> with alligator clips, but it was a Game Shark thing, yeah. and like... It's like, I think it's supposed to work like this. We got to get to this one point, load this thing here on this modded console, and we should be able to unlock this. 
it was so hard to actually get the hot yeah. coffee. You could never stumble upon it accidentally, ever. It, it still is, but it's just like, yeah, a huge oversight to be like, man, you guys got in so much trouble for having that in your yeah. code last time, yeah. and it's in this new version. Well, yeah, the, it's just... The yeah. thing is, like, the media sensationalism around it they originally was like, they were acting as though, like, oh, if you pull up the the code entry screen and put in the words hot coffee, you get to see uninhibited, uncensored sex. And then it's like, you see the thing, and it's just like, this is like awkward, fully clothed marionettes going at it. Yeah. With CJ it's making a face that looks like... into each other. CJ's mouth during those scenes looked like the fucking shark from Jaws. Like, what <laughs> the fuck is yeah, this expression? I, I've seen video game sex scenes in Dragon Age and Mass Effect. It ain't mm -hmm. pretty, and I don't need to see that shit again. Yeah. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you know a guy who makes origami, ask him to make you a swan <laughs> and a tiger and then push them together yeah. over and over yeah. again. Yeah, make, make me the CJ that, Doggy style. And origami, I think please. what yeah. made this adults only is the fact that it was a mini game. It wasn't just you're watching the characters awkwardly go at it. Yeah, you're, it was you're interactive. Actually, you're yeah, right. Yeah. You controlled mm -hmm. CJ during mm -hmm. sex. So. Yeah, yeah, because the, there's been like worse gyration in Grand Theft Auto since then. Mm-hmm. No, you, you can you can still have sex with prostitutes, and you see like action. Yeah, and they say shit like your pre cum tastes so good. I cannot get that <laughs> out of my head. Which is yeah, it was <laughs> actual Lord. porn stars, right? They recorded for those I, lines. Probably, I don't know. Natural natural porn stars, and by that I mean every participant on this podcast, but mine's mother. <laughs> How there. fucking dare you? Burn, How sick burn, and all of How you. How dare you? Where do you get sick off, sir? Well, yeah, well, okay, this next story is directly for you, Chris. I'm sure you'd no. like to play Elder Scrolls Six, but you can't because no. you don't have an Xbox Series X, and it looks like that shit is Xbox no. exclusive, according to Phil Spencer. Hmm. I mean, uh, I, I think we'll see. No. Because, like, uh, when you look at how... how, how uh, sorry, for 302010, like, Minecraft came out last week, and Skyrim came out the, the week afterwards, mm. and neither of them were owned by Microsoft. Right. Those become phenomenons by being available everywhere. Mm -hmm. But he he's, he confirmed it to British GQ. He said it's basically the same thing as Starfield. Like, they confirmed Starfield. It So they're, they're kind of hedging. It sounds like what they're saying is at least they'll be first on Xbox platforms. So they're kind of leaving it open like, yeah, it might be like a year exclusive and then it'll be on PlayStation. But at least at launch, they I, I are exclusive. It's yeah. in their best interest to think of, of, of how to make this better on xbox but like if you bought this company for this brand you need to release this everywhere yeah yeah you're, you leave money on the table unless your strategy yeah. is this library of bethesda stuff will move xbox units for us then that makes them money but yeah i i i, I, I don't think it will ultimately i think people will ignore their favorite game to not buy a 500 hundred dollar console that's really hard to buy right now i think it'll end up just timed is my guess is they they'll probably put them first out on xbox and then you know six months to a year later they'll probably come to PlayStation. But, but also like we're talking about elder scrolls six like by the time this comes out it might be next gen well, that's um, true yeah the, <laughs> the, the yeah. xbox well, the, series x yeah. might be selling for peanuts who knows if yeah, they we know Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg may have first. bought both brands and we'll have to play them in Oculus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so we mentioned before it was the uh, Xbox was celebrating its 20th and they kind of had like a, a big event that uh, had a lot of fun announcements. One of these was um, they just dropped another batch of 76 backwards compatible games. Uh, they did confirm, unfortunately, this is like the last big drop. This is the last one of these they're doing. 
I think that they, they might do one or two more as like an exciting thing to talk about, but like this is it, and it did not contain Jet Set Radio Fusion. Oh, but it, they, oh man, they did include uh, FPS boost for twenty six games, including Gears of War series, Fallout Three, and New Vegas, and Elder and, Scrolls uh, uh, Sonic Generation. Yeah, so like everything around Sonic Colors. <laughs> got to... uh, but in terms of the new backwards compatible games, the entire Max Payne series now available. Um, so uh, good. Skate Two, which everyone's been asking for as they look forward to uh, the Skate so sequel. And then um, the, the other thing is you can purchase most of these digitally. They're on the storefront now, which is that's that amazing. to me is the big draw of the backwards compatible yeah. stuff. It's not just like oh, if you have an old disc, put it in the drive, it'll work. It's it's the ability to buy them and play them. On this platform, I, I hate to ask gamers to think like businessmen, but like when Xbox does this, they're also like, "Well, we can't clear this game to sell it again. You just have to have right. <laughs> you you have to have Fusion Frenzy too." Well, well some of those games is like Hoobas that, but thing. then some of these they sell, and that's what's cool is like when yeah, maybe maybe that's why they've never made Jet Set backwards compatible. It's like, well, we. We'll have to Sega. We'll have to renegotiate a bunch of licensing deals in order to get this on the store. But I, I don't think that's that. That's what they're doing. As long as they don't talk to Sega about it, that's not what that is. It's it's just like putting a DOS box on your fucking computer. Um, I think no, they do have to get publisher game. approval when they do backwards compatibility. Mm. Like anytime mm. you make a game available on a new platform, the publisher basically has to. Sign I don't know that that's it. the case because you can't you can't buy Max Payne anywhere on the two new systems. If it was if it was up to Phil, uh, so he did another interview with Axios this time saying um, he wants it so that you can play old games, any executable on any modern system. Like so, basically, in other words. He's supporting legal emulation. Like Phil Spencer's like, mm. yeah, you, it's, and it's related to obviously game preservation, but it's like, yeah, there's no mm. reason we should have games. Well, we were talking about Metal Gear earlier. So Metal Gear Solid 4 is fucking trapped on the PS3. You can't yeah. play that game anywhere else, right? So it's, that's the stuff that Phil Spencer's saying we shouldn't, shouldn't have. Like you should be able to basically play these games in perpetuity on modern systems, which would of course require emulation. It, to me, that's a big deal that you have the head of one of the big players in games basically advocating for emulation, yeah. right? Yeah. I just, I, to my knowledge, I think the backwards compatibility is a legal emulation. It's an emulating. They, they have to emulate. They're not, old they're Xbox not securing systems. rights for songs and games unless they're reselling them. You can stick the disc in for so many of these games, but you can't buy them again. But but some of these just, actually no the the seventy six they just announced they're saying most are now also on the storefront yeah. to buy like and that that was that. that was my point with Jet Set Radio that like maybe Sega is saying like well we'll we'll have to renegotiate all these things I and then totally Mike, get what you're hold talking on about. hold on don't interrupt me mm-hmm. and Microsoft is saying like is it cost effective to to spend the time to make this backward compatible I totally if we get can't what you're talking about yeah but I have split second on the Xbox. Three, uh, the Xbox One X emulated through Xbox 360 for a company that doesn't fucking exist. It, it doesn't exist. You can only buy. You can you can get the disc and play the game right now, but you can't buy it on the on the system. Right. They'd have to relicense all this music and then relicense all the stuff from a, a company that no longer exists. Well, that might make it easier, right? If the company no longer exists, sometimes you can just do that shit because no. there's no one that's going to sue You're you. You're just doing this to defy me. Um, <laughs> to defy <laughs> me. I, I swear. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I also want to make the point. Phil Spencer is, is out of the company that has the least to lose, I think, from 
emulation sure. because like Make nobody's statements. emulating old Xbox games really. It's so fucking hard. Mm. It's so hard. Yeah. It is so the uh, I was reading an article about it and I can't uh, express it to you very well, but the Xbox was so fucking nerdy and well made to be like, why can't I just buy a PC? I'm like, well, we made the Xbox to make it better than any PC you could Frankly, have right I kind of like it when Microsoft is kind of in second place like this because they get scrappy. Mm-hmm. Like, I like yeah, scrappy right. Microsoft versus mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we're the dominant platform. Yeah, it's it lets like, you yeah. forget that uh, their company is one of the biggest in the world and their founder yeah. is one of the richest people in the world. That they, they, they just surpassed uh, Tesla in terms of biggest stock in the world and like uh, yeah but they, they operate Xbox as like a company within a company they, they're kind of yeah. they do their own thing you know and, and uh, it'll be profitable eventually which I wish any of us could think of a, starting a business like that in 30 years this is going to make us some money I, no I think the Xbox division has been profitable for a few years now probably game, game wise license wise yeah. sure uh, here's a story that is uh, man Chris you gotta tell me what you think of this so Monster Hunter Rise has done several collaborations so far, but almost entirely with Capcom games, right? Like they've they've done uh, Ghosts and Goblins, they've done Akami, they've done Mega Man, Street Fighter. They've done a ton of stuff. They've done Assassin's Creed, Attack on Titan. They've done in, in Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, not in Rise, but, but oh, okay, like, yeah. throughout the series, like it, it it's crossed over more than most series. Most of it is in Japan. I, I'm talking in Rise, because, yeah, this is the first non-Capcom thing in Rise. Uh, Sonic, mm-hmm. in celebration of this, the 30th anniversary of Sonic, Sonic is coming to Monhun Rise, and it, it looks fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it looks it like looks a Palico skin Sonic and is wearing about? him. Uh, the, the Hunter outfit looks like that meme of the guy in a Sonic outfit taking out the trash. Like, it's, mm-hmm. boy, it's something to look at. The Palico looks amazing and probably rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. He probably does. I hope so. Yeah. I'm not clicking on this trailer. I'm not going mean, to watch these IGN's Embedded Ads. just uh, skins. You know, like, none, none of the Monster Hunter stuff is like, it's not like there's a Sonic campaign in there. It's, it's not like he's going to let you run fast. Sometimes. But there's there's usually an event or a goal. Like, that's how you unlock Ryu or, like, yeah. uh... Well, like, the Witcher. Sometimes there's, though. like, an yeah. exclusive fight. The Witcher yeah. one was fucking really cool. Gerald Witcher showed enemies. up and it's like... Oh, I came through a portal. Let's hunt portals. some monsters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I've just traveled universes. Let me kill some fauna. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then lastly, um, no winners have been announced, obviously, but they announced the nominees for the Game Awards 2021. Uh, the only one I'll kind of talk about here is so Game of the Year nominees. Uh, we got Deathloop, It Takes Two, that uh, co-op only game, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. I can confidently say several of those games are also on my personal. Yes, they are all mm-hmm. strong contenders. Yeah, yeah. the answer is uh, Resident Evil or Psychonauts. Hmm. Everything else should I, back I, I thought you would have said Metroid Dread. We all know how much you love no. Metroid mm-hmm. Dread. No, I, and I do. I, I do love it, but it's it's not as good as Psychonauts or Resident Evil Village. It's not. It the fuck out of here. There are better Metroidvanias that came out this year. I will yes. say it. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that's all the news that's fit to play. Ooh. Well, let's move on to our community segment, which as always is segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week was, who's your favorite liar in a video Peter game? you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doug, you weren't here last week. Um, do you have a favorite liar? Uh, I would say I got two. I got oh. Atlas from Bioshock. Oh, that's a good one. 
that, that that smug bastard just every time he opens his mouth just fucking dangled the carrot in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd say a runner-up would be Patches from Soulsborne. Um, mainly because he's just the lovable trickster. He fucks you up that first time, but then after that, he's... <laughs> I've never I've never seen someone represented in a game who fucks you over and then is groveling at your feet the minute you see him next. So in multiple I games laugh every too, right? Time. Kicks you down yeah, pits every and shit. single time. He's a he's so. a piece of shit, but yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you buy shit off him and it's fine. Nice. Uh, well, on VideoGameApocalypse.com, Kendall Hellman, first to respond, says my favorite liars in video games are all of the supporting characters in Pokemon. Oh, we didn't talk about Pokemon in the new releases. That tell me what a great trainer I am for being friends with my Pokemon, when really I'm capturing wild animals in tiny balls and forcing them to murder their friends and family until they're strong enough to fight in organized cockfighting for ten-year-olds and eventually replace them with mythical godlike beings who I also enslave and force to participate in said cockfighting for ten-year-olds. Then the breeding begins. And the, the reason Man. we didn't talk about it is we'll talk about it next week because it comes out Friday as you're hearing this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not had a chance to play it. Yeah. But, yes, it's true. Yeah, the Pokemon games, um, and they tell you that lie over and over in every <laughs> game because they are the same game every time they release one. And there I say Sure. <laughs> uh, Giant Short Stacks says, uh, the greatest liar in all of games is the spy from Team Fortress 2. The entire mm-hmm. class is based around convincing people you're on their team and then literally stabbing them in the back. I'll never forget the time I crouch jumped to clear some engineer's health and ammo dispenser to trick him into thinking I clipped through it for <laughs> only for him to give me a long, intense stare of suspicion and then start dancing. The second time he started having a hoedown, I sabotaged his dispenser teleporters and his sentry gun, backstabbed the sniper next to us, and finally plunged my butterfly knife in his spine as he let out one last yeehaw. That guy didn't try to attack me to check if I was a spy. He trusted me and greeted me with cheers and dancing, and I destroyed everything he had built and killed a man he was protecting while he could do nothing but watch. I am evil, as the boys would say earlier in the episode. <laughs> That's called a callback. We do evil. that. Yeah. Evil. evil. Chris, do you want to read E Hyundai? E Hyundai. Is that a real person? I'm just kidding. I remember E Hyundai. Uh, if only because it's fresh in my mind, I'll say Naomi Hunter from uh, the MGS series. Naomi? Yep, Naomi. Naomi. Uh, spoilers in MGS4 alone, she spends the entire game lying, <laughs> lying to everyone around her. At first, it seems like she is working for Liquid. Uh, out of hatred for Snake, after all, she is responsible for the virus that is killing him. Then she cries uh, when she sees his saggy old man body. Hey. And seems to... <laughs> wasn't, uh, it wasn't anti-Matt. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel have... today. <laughs> <laughs> have a change of heart. Uh, when she defects to the good guys, she proceeds to put the moves on Otacon. What? Uh, and is clearly <laughs> hiding something. She then immediately goes back to the bad guys, and the next time you see her, she's rubbing Vamp's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Liquid acquire Rex's railgun. All of this is true. This the answer to the earlier around. question, Michael, no, I don't want to read this. Um, uh, <laughs> Too bad. Even with her dying breath, she withholds her master plan and keeps up her ruse. Uh, only at the very end of the game does she... Uh, do we see the full extent of her lies and she leaves a recording that reveals that she was secretly working to undermine Liquid and save Solid Snake from the Fox uh, Die virus the whole time. Um, It's as dumb as it sounds. Fox Die. Um, 
Hell, even our English accent from the uh, first game turned out to be bullshit. Uh, if I got that wrong, it's because I'm lying. Ooh, <laughs> bastard. It's impossible. Long, to long tell. tradition of lying uh, women in Metal Gear games, because, yeah, in 3, it's very much like that. There's a lot of spies playing each other and double crossing and triple crossing. And triple crossing, yeah. yeah. Man. Uh, Doug, do you want to read Shy Guy Fury? I am pretty lucid as of this writing, so no weird sex stuff from me this week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Sorry to anyone who saw my response last week. Anyway, my favorite liar from a video game is every single Kirby game. Each one proms- promises a whimsical jaunt through a happy sugar bowl of a world only to end with Kirby fighting some terrifying eldritch abomination. I know the Kirby franchise has this reputation as being a game series for babies... <laughs> But Kirby actually has a lot of lore, and most of it is horrifying. For example, the plot of the last game involved a a fanatical religious cult trying to resurrect a dark chaos Mm -hmm. god. Kirby may look cute and innocent, but he sits on a throne of lies. (laughs) (laughs) Promising the players some crayon-drawn whimsy and then slapping you with a giant blood-spewing eyeball. Yes, that is the actual last boss of Kirby's Dream Land 3. Bend over, kiddies, because here comes Ooh. Kirby. Isn't it isn't it canonical now in the Smash series that like Kirby is basically a god, like he's all powerful, like one of the trailers established only he can survive. Setheron the, the Seth trailer Seth had him right? as the last one left alive. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Hey, he's Mr. Rogers in a bloodstained sweater. Um, uh, you know, that's what happens when the developers of Smash are only famous for developing Kirby. You know, you know. <laughs> True. Uh, and finally, you old so-and-so says, my favorite liar from a game is Henry Rollins from the soundtrack to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater <laughs> 3. You old so-and-so, I'll burn your soul! <laughs> I do love the image of, of Henry Rollins he has here. He's smiling yeah. with glasses not unlike Chris's new glasses. So. It's from the video. It's uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'll stand here and meet you with a smile. And I'm a liar! It's, it's like, it, it barely... Meets the definition of what a song is. Right. I'm so surprised this made it to an MTV Buzz clip. Mm. Uh, I just dated myself, but I don't care worth <laughs> the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. Sure. If you want more MTV Buzz clip references, because I have many. Mm-hmm. You talk about the dandy Warhols and the breeders all day. <laughs> New question of the week. Who is a game villain that you would love to play as? I'm going to say... Ganon, and I don't want to just play some Ganondorf DLC, or uh, you know, I, I, you got you got to play as him briefly, I think, in DLC for Hyrule Warriors, like the you know the big beast Ganon uh, yeah. romping around. Yeah, no, I I want to play an actual Ganondorf adventure where he has to like go out on a quest to to set up whatever it is that whatever bullshit it is that Link's gonna have to go through. And, uh, you know, we finally get to see, like, inside the mind of this, uh, demonic recurring villain from the Zelda <laughs> series, who we've, we've had, like, glimpses of his personality, but we don't really know that much about him, other than that. But it's always a lot, and then, I hate prequels, and I don't want to know what Ganon's motivation is, but whenever you're in a narrative in Zelda, it's just like, what's his motivation? Like, he always does this. Yeah. He always does <laughs> it. But, but what makes <laughs> him, part does. of what makes him interesting, is that he's the only character out of that triumvirate of Zelda characters that does not get reincarnated every so often. Right. Like, it's always the same Ganon, and he's always fighting a new Link and kidnapping a new Zelda. And, like, you have to wonder, like, what is... 
That that has to be like ten times worse than Dracula fighting all the Belmonts. Like, right. what is that? What do you think? Like, every time I come back, here's this green kid again. That's like Sephiroth and Voldemort combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, what if Voldemort kept coming back and like, oh, there's a fucking new Harry Potter. God damn it. God damn it. I thought I killed his mother. You did, sir. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why I'm trying this in the office. <laughs> so uh, uh, I think because we brought up Metal Gear so many times in this show, I got to go like Revolver Ocelot. Like, he's such a cool character, Ocelot in general. In and 5 he is. Before that, he's a fucking creep. But he's he's also got, like, the fucking the really cool revolver, you know? He's got yeah. that cool shooting style and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe give me some different gameplay type, like, a, what was it, Metal Gear Ro- Solid Rising, mm-hmm. right? Let you basically be a cyber ninja, so they yeah. can do different gameplay types. So maybe, maybe something with some shooting in there as a revolver Ocelot. Yeah, some sort of ricochet mechanic where you get to pause time and set up, like, bank shots and stuff. You could bend, bend the bullets like those. Ooh, was that I, fucking, I love was that, that fucking Wanted game. That wanted, was, thank you. That was, like, like a really fun, like, four hours or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. So give me revolver Ocelot, and then I'll tell you how to make cool hamburgers or something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Hamburgers. <laughs> Hamburger. Uh, I'll, I'll throw this out there because I did something with um, an action figure today. Wait, excuse me. He's technically a villain in most of the movies he's in, unless he's fighting someone else like him. Not like Godzilla, he becomes an an equal. But King Kong is the villain of most games. And as far as I know, there are two games you can play as King Kong in. The very end of Peter Jackson's 2006 Ubisoft game. Hmm. The last level you play as King Kong. The rest of you play as human. Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's awesome, though. It's amazing. (laughs) You get to play, you get to destroy old timey New York. (laughs) Nice. Uh, fuck. Uh, that's really good. And then there's a Japanese NES game where you play as King Kong, but you know, it's top down. Looks like Ninja Turtles won. Um, uh, and then Godzilla has done this, but not very well. Usually Godzilla's games are better when he battles other of his friends, but mm-hmm. like King Kong doesn't have that many friends. That's true. Godzilla. Uh, there's, I, I've always wanted to see a game where I, it's being narrated by the news who hates King Kong, but I'm, I'm playing as the guy being shown on helicopter footage trashing a city <laughs> oh god he just did a right hook how did he learn that special move oh my god <laughs> like just yeah just narrate my progress as a scared human while i play as a kaiju that's what i want that's cool yeah um you know me thinking about this <laughs> i kind of really racked my brain and then i just kind of came to the thought you know I wouldn't mind playing a game, a, a, a being a good dad simulator starring Bowser and Bowser Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and just, uh, you know, there, there's, there's a wholesome relationship there that I feel like you, you would be a good thing to explore. But also, I was also just having the thought like a 3D platformer where you play as Bowser could also be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, they, I think it's only been briefly flirted with at the end of Mario Odyssey. Oh, is that like true ending stuff? Because I don't think I ever got that. Well, it's the ending, but like you are possessing Bowser. So, like, gotcha, Bowser, yeah. Bowser. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, parents like, 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 Bowser's one of, the, one of the best enemies. He's one of the best characters in Mario RPG you can have. He's so strong. Yeah, yeah. Best part of that Bowser's Inside Story game were those Bowser levels, man. Yeah, man, he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who's a game villain that you'd like to play as? Let us know. Go to vidgamepocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 446 
Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and uh, we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Wait, I have a best answer. Oh, yeah? I think the next Mario game should have Donkey Kong as the villain, not Bowser. Bring it back. Mm, yeah. yeah. Do it. Uh, uh, New Donk City is one of my favorite levels in video game history. It's a great level. Uh, make Donkey yeah. Kong the villain. That would be so cool. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. open world uh, GTA ripoff, <laughs> Super Mario, New Donk City. Uh, Let's do it. This asshole is running around trying to collect rare bananas literally with a sticker that says rare on them. All right. So that, that's been our show. Um, let's go out with some plugs. Doug, once again, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Blue Rogue, and you can download my visual novel *Romance of Raskia*, spelled R-A-S-K-Y-A. Uh, my studio is called Basileus Games as well. Um, also easy yeah. to spell. Go, yeah. Going after that SEO, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's 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 like a pseudo Roman story, so we had to tap tap into just those fun Roman-ish words. Oh, so you might you might like that Forbidden City game that came out this year then. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. You could probably also yeah. find Doug on Halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gray, gray Ice Water is my gamer tag, so feel free to add me. I love playing. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, nice. thanks so much for doing the show. It's uh, it's been great to meet you on here. Yeah, I had a great time, guys. Thanks, cool, thank Chris. Oh, Someone else plugs. go. Yeah. <sighs> Lots of bonus content. Patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, Arkham is ten years old. This uh, if if uh, I don't. I haven't had a good vessel to talk about my personal life in a while. Uh, last week was one of the worst weeks of my life, but researching VGA and 302010, those were the best. And that episode of 302010 goes live with movies like The Muppets, Adam's Family, mm-hmm. Vival, Hugo. It, it was so, like, every movie was more joyous than the last. It was so great to research these for my job. Nice. Uh, that I didn't hate it for one week. Um, but so patreon.com slash laser time if you'd like to contribute to keeping us doing this full time. Uh, and I think Dave and I are going to do something for Thanksgiving. Ooh. Mm. Diamond Dog Dave um, Rudden? Diamond Dog Dave Rudden. Well, a movie that's something. not necessarily joyous, but is a good movie to watch is Train to Busan. Um, I am watching that tonight. November 19th, the year of our Lord, 2021, over at twitch.tv slash striking distance studios, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'm doing for my day job. I, we're doing kind of watch parties of horror movies and we're doing train to Basan, which uh, is a really good movie and you should watch it. Maybe watch it with me and you can hear me tell jokes over a movie and riff. Uh, yeah. So twitch.tv slash striking distance studios. Be kind. It's my day job. Be on your best behavior. Behave. <laughs> uh, and as always you can visit us online at vidgamepocalypse.com follow us on twitter at vgapocalypse or follow me personally at wikiparas that's w-i-k-i-p-a-r-a-z anyway that's been our show thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next week
Bizarro speak. Ah, uh, yeah. What's, what's the name of that Mario character you sent us? Maragrock. That, that's how he talks. Man. Maragrock M. Record. <laughs> he's like Homsar. Like, in my mind, he's basically Homsar. Mm-hmm. Uh, how Babby formed Luigi. You monetized Marigrock. <laughs> <laughs>